通りいざ始まれば一人芝居だずっとそばにいたって結局ただの観客だ感情のない I'm sorry それはいつも Hello, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Ongakadu, the podcast where three friends come together and break down what's new in the Japanese music industry. This is the podcast for the week of December 27th, 2019. I'm your host, Kent, and with me we have Gray. What's happening, dudes? And Luna. Hello, everyone. Whoa. Yay, we made it through a whole year. Hoorah! Thank、Another、God. Year. <laughs> Another year. New year, new me, new decade, new me. All that lovely stuff. Okay, with it being the lovely December 27th, that means it is nearing the end of the year here. And as tradition, I guess, this is what, our third time doing it? Yeah, it is. It's our third time. Yeah, it's yeah, it's our third. Two full years, but our third time in general. Our two,、uh, yeah, our two full years, but our third time in general doing the best song of the lovely, lovely years here. But, <laughs> but yeah, let's start off with our kind of runners up. We are going to do a lovely round robin style where we are going to just list off one by one per each person who is going to be the lovely, lovely、uh, runners up for our top five of the year, so to speak, for the songs. Now, to preference, These songs here are going to be any song that has been released in 2019. So it won't be any music videos that were released this, this coming year. It needs to have a physical or digital release. It could be any type of release. It could be a CD, it could be an album, it could be a single, it could be an EP, or a vinyl, or a cassette tape. Any release that was released is any song that was released. This year is gamed. So, with that, let's start off with our runner up songs here. So, per the luck of the draw here, it is going to be you, Gray, that is going up first. All right, cool. So,、uh, I have four songs that I'm going to be talking about for my runners up, and these are some really, really tough songs. I really, really love each of these, but for various reasons, they wound up not being in my top five. So, the first one I really want to talk about. Because I know it's the one that's gonna get dinged the most is Sing Out. I'm the only person on the show that likes this song. I <laughs> do not care. I do not care. I love this song a lot. It, it is fantastic. I do listen to it on repeat. It is a blast. My second song I w a n t to talk about real quick is Interstate 46 by the Mono Eyes. I love this song. It came really, really late in the year. It was only about a month ago that we were listening to it. That it Hit the Oricon and we found out about it. I had never heard of the Mono Eyes until that moment. And I really, like, I really, really latched onto this song. I, I just feel like it's fantastic. It's definitely right up my alley. And I really, really enjoyed it. The next song is We Are High Five, which is the very first single that High Five put out. And this song is really, really, it's simple and catchy, but it is a lot of fun. I really enjoy it. And I really felt like, you know, they, they come out of the gate swinging. And High Five, and I'll go on to this here in a little bit, but they actually did have a really solid year for their first year. I felt like, even though they only have four songs in their name, they really did an outstanding job standing out. So I really wanted to just give them a shout out. 
And the last song I'm going to talk about is the fantastic second song, Flying Fish. I love this song. It dropped back in February and it really kills me in a lot of ways that this song isn't in my top five. I genuinely love it so much. It is a lot of fun. It's one of their more like vocal heavy songs. And I really think it's a good showcase of their talent. And I know like they've had two other songs that come out, came out this year. I wasn't the biggest fan of their third release, but I did really like Time Capsule. I really felt like Time Camera, not Time Capsule. I really felt like that was a really good song. But Dear Destiny just kind of, it was not a bad song, but it just wasn't my favorite. So I I still love Flying Fish. I really felt like that was a solid standout song for the year. And that that was, it, it does kind of hurt me that they can't make it, but only five can can make the list and and uh, I I really I did like these songs a little bit more and felt like they deserved a little bit more of a spot the spotlight than Flying Fish from the Fantastics. So so I was gonna say I still like uh, Interstate Forty Six by Mono Eyes. I'm glad that it was on there because it gave me another chance to check it out again, and that still that song still holds up very well, and it's yep. a great song. Um, I don't remember Flying Fish by Fantastic, so I'm really glad you put that on there because it gave me a chance to actually check it out as a fresh listen. I don't know how I missed it. I think but you were sick a... that week or something. I Like the week it was released, I don't think you were on the show. But yeah, it is and a it great was, listen. And it was one I didn't get around to listening to, and I'm glad I finally did because it's a great song. It's I, I don't listen to much of the Fantastics as much. But I enjoyed it, and it was a lot of fun. So I'm, I'm not going to comment on Sing Out. <laughs> <laughs> and High Five was okay. I, I don't have too much to say about that either. Oh, boy. No Gizaka. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we are High Five. Like, I, I, I knew somehow, some way that this was going to get on your list. Either as honorable mention or as the top five itself. I'm surprised that it's so low on your honorable mentions, but it is what it is. Well, the my mon- honorable mentions the- were just in any order. I didn't order them. <laughs> so because it's the bottom of the list doesn't mean anything. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. With mo- with Mono Eyes, like I said, I'm not too surprised. I knew that you and Luna really, really loved this song. So it was either one or the other that was going to at least mention it. <laughs> Yep. With Flying Fish, like I said, I'm not too surprised about it. You've been going on about how you really did love this track compared to Dear Destiny and Time Camera for that matter, but it it, it is what it is. I'm not too surprised at all, but yeah. And now you are next, Luna, so go right ahead with your honorable mentions. All right, so I had several. No particular order. I'm just going to specify these are just ones that I really, really enjoyed. So, first one was Honto no Boku o Shite by Katomilia. It is a beautiful ballad, and one of the things that really drew me to this song was the piano work that made it extremely memorable, along with the orchestra orchestra instruments in the background. Um, It's definitely a power ballad, and Milia's voice goes perfect with the melody of the song. However, it didn't make my list due to... I haven't been in a ballad mood this year, so that ballad has to, like, strike me to the point, like a snake, that I have to have it on there. 
I will say it's a great song, extremely powerful, and I wanted it in my honorable mentions more than anything just because I wanted to showcase it as I feel like it didn't make, you know, I didn't talk about it as much as I would have liked to this year. Um, the other one was How to Know He by Anyon. Big surprise. We've talked about how fantastic she is. I love her. I love How to Know He. I think this was her best song of this year. I wish if I want more from her, but this was had to be on my list. I listened to this song so much, and I still am. Great guitar work. Her vocals shine in it. The melody is beautiful. It just puts me in such a great mood, and I just I just love her so much. It just didn't quite get there as I felt like it stuck with me, but not as much as some of the ones in my top five. My other one is Crazy Boy. Donna. And I know this one just dropped in November. However, this is a song that has been on repeat since I heard it and I bought the single. It's very rare I go out and buy a full single after I hear a song and I still can't get enough of it. I'm glad I bought the single. It is a very dancey club banger to me and I love the catchy beat in the chorus. And I think part of it is because it kind of sounds like the song by uh, Cassie called Me and You. But I love the beat. And it just is such a fun song to listen to. So it just didn't quite make it there. And I I feel like it was because it was too new. And I don't have time to really sit on it as long as a lot of the others. And the other one was Kodokumi Strip. I love this song because it's so sexy. It is so sexy. It is so Kodakumi. And the chorus when she's, she says, I'm going to make my booty dip, 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 dip. I've had that stuck in my head at work. And then the funny thing is, is I imagined my best friend dancing to the song and doing that. <sighs> so it just didn't quite get it there. And I feel like it's a great song by her. I love it. But it's also not a song I would put in my top five just yet is it still new and fresh in my mind and it needs time to sink in my next one is this might be a little surprising as i'm sure we're all sick of the song pretender by official higidandism and this week it sold seven thousand. <laughs> 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 oh yeah it's on the oricon and travelers on the oricon too i double checked well and <laughs> I I mean, this is a fantastic song. And yes, it's been on repeat. And we're probably sick of seeing it on Oricon because we want something new and fresh. Which is why is it, it is not in my top, top five due to that reason alone. I will say, this is a song I keep going back to. You know, even though we kind of talk on it saying, hey, why is this still on here? When you go back and listen to it, it is a fantastic song. I still love it to pieces. And I was saying it in a car last week. Thinking, I want to karaoke. I want to karaoke this song so bad. So it's one that I. It really has hit me this year, and I had to put in my honorable mentions because it is a great song, and it was a real tie-up between this and yesterday because I really loved yesterday as much as this, and also um, Shukume. Yeah, yeah, Shukume. And I love that song as well. So they're top three songs, you know, but I still think Pretender is the one that really stuck with me the most. So, yeah, no, I, I will say 
official Hige Dondism's pretender. There is a whole reason why, as as much as we like grown to kind of hate this song in a weird way and still like it in a weird way. There's a reason why we we've talked about it so much. And there's a reason why it's persisted on the charts for as long as it has. And I think that is a testament to how good the song really is in a, in a really interesting way. And so I'm glad it's on here and I'm glad you're, we're giving it the shout out, even though it really doesn't need it from us. I, I will say, your Kato Milia song was actually one of my favorite songs that I got to listen to. I I really really love that song. It's so beautiful and gorgeous, and the the this like the instrumental work in that song is just fantastic. And I, I understand where you're at. Like I'm one of those. I'm kind of in the same boat where if I'm not in the mood for a ballad, it's kind of hard for me to appreciate it. So I I get why you would not put that on your top five because it's one of those songs where. If you're not in the mood for a ballad, do not listen to the song because it's, it's I'm not going to call it a power ballad, but I will call it a super ballad as it's ballad on ballad. So, but I, I find it to be an absolutely stunningly beautiful song. And I really, really enjoyed that one. Uh, Haru no Hi, I, I really loved. And it, it's a shame that that song didn't actually get more traction than what it did. Like I was expecting that to really have like the similar resonance that Marigold did and it didn't, which really kind of breaks my heart because I like Haru no He a little bit more than I do Marigold. I love Marigold, but I do like the song a little bit more. And it's just a shame that it, it was on there for like a couple of weeks and then kind of died off. So that, but again, I'm glad it's on here. I'm glad we get to talk about it, mention it and, you know, remind everyone that it's out there. And if you haven't heard it yet, Definitely go check it out. Now, as far as Kodakumi Strip, yeah, I it's not really my thing, so I can't really comment too much on it. And if you want to hear my two cents on Donut, just go back and listen to the episode where we talked about it because I didn't I didn't have anything too positive to say about it. And I, I don't want to go back down that road here. So But I will say I'm glad that Luna is on the podcast and she gets to pull songs that are a little different and um, hit a, a slightly different audience than what I what I like to listen to because that gives us more to talk about. So I'm glad that we're able to talk about these things. Can I say it now? Yes. Crazy boy! Sorry. <laughs> I just needed to get that out there. I've been holding that in there for quite a while. <laughs> but yeah, good old crazy boy on there with Dona. I, I understand. I really wanted to like this song. But I had gripes with it, and I love it. I love the the song, and it has a great beat, and I understand it's an international style. And I love that you brought it back again because I get to listen to it one last time for the end of the year beforehand. Haru no Hi, I will agree with you. This is an, a phenomenal song that I had wish got a lot more traction than it did her vocal work in this particular track is much better in my opinion than marigold and remember we were having this debate when this initially came out earlier in the year so i'm gr- i'm glad to have seen it on the list one last time i'm sad to see how i mean went throughout the year but that was because of what was going on throughout the music industry later on but it's good to re-listen to a, a song that was such a strong contender up to June, pretty much. With Pretenders, mm, you know, I 
don't hate the song, but I, I, it's popular for a reason, and we'll get on that later on. And I really do like this song, but because of the just over-familiarity of this song and listening to it pretty much almost every other week and seeing it on the charts, you know, that love-hate relationship starts to come in. With Katsumili, I was quite surprised. This is a ballad-ass ballad song, but... I personally like when female vocalists do ballads. I think they're at their strongest, personally, when they do ballads. And that's the same how I felt with Kotokumi's. With Strip, it is a great song. However, in my personal opinion, her vocal, her ballads are really, really solid. And I can't, it doesn't persuade me to like any other song or style that she does. But that's just me. And I, I know I've mentioned it on our Oddest Spotlight that you know, I don't tend to stray too far from ballads for, with her particularly. Well, well, the only song that I do like that isn't a ballad from her is Juicy, but I can't explain <laughs> that. And that's what the song reminded me of a little bit. Yeah, I was going to say it's more of a, it's more of a, a drop, a drop song compared to Juicy, where Juicy is a much more erotic-like song, while this one is a more drop song. <laughs> it is, and I think that's kind of, you know, what took me is I like that she includes those on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because, yeah. you know, I love her ballads, and she has some of the best ballads. I, you know, if I'm going to go for a ballad, it's Kodakumi is usually my top one, and it's Boa, Ayu, but... You know, with I do like you know occasionally I like her upbeat stuff because she does have some good songs to dance to. I just thought this was a fun one to include, as you know, with record dropping. Yeah. It was, you know, a fun little pick me up song. So I guess lastly, it's going to be me, and I added two more songs. So you guys, you guys probably will know the reason why I added those two songs. First is actually going to be a song that took me by surprise but it isn't really surprising if you've been listening to the podcast and that would be fair by naz and i ended up loving absolutely loving this song when i first heard it to the point that i bought this song twice i bought it digitally and then i bought it physically because she was a nice surprise naz was and with fair it brought her vocal strengths to the forefront so much for it that I loved it so, so much. Then the next one up is Good and Gay by Lisa. But well, if you guys know me, I won't say it here, but there's a specific reason why I love this song. But yeah, there's a specific reason why I love this song. I won't say it. I, I'll try my best to not say it. But it is it is a great song. Granted, I don't watch this anime, and I I bought the single after you know, after I saw her live, and seeing this song live was just an eye opening experience, and I would highly <laughs> recommend it if you guys go and watch this. A new fan Next was one born up is yeah yeah new fan was born. Oh, two new fans was born that day. Rapper was right there alongside me. <laughs> but yeah, next up is something that. You know, if you read the site or kind of took a good look at the site, it is Lead the Way by Aina Aiba. And she is probably one of my favorite voice actresses as of late. And 
with her re-debut with her zero single of Lead the Weight. It was amazing, and I loved it. And, you know, she, she's mostly known as the lead singer as as Yukino for Rosalia, but this is a much more different style than what she usually sings for Rosalia, so I really, really appreciate this. So I really wish her the best for her solo career and know that I will be cheering for her. Literally, I'm going to go to Japan during Golden Week to go watch this performance. <laughs> so <laughs> that will tell you how much I really am a fan for her. But last but not least, it is going to be Aini Kanakcha by She Is Summer. This song is... I debated really, really hard to put this and then my number three track on there. Originally, my number three track was number six. But then after giving it a couple more listens, I just remembered how much I loved that track. And that's why it's at number three. But She Is Summer has an amazing 2019. And I love her very, very much so. And I wish her the best. And I know that she just released a new music video this past week. And I can't wait to look at it much, much more closer with her new album coming out. But I Need Ikanakja is such a cute song. And it was a shame that I, I drop it. Well, I kind of had to play the technicality rule here because it was released back in 2018 as a single. But it got re-uploaded with her, with her album that just came out this like a month or two ago. So I played the technicality rule there, but I ended up dropping anyway. Yeah, I, I will say I, I'm, I feel kind of terrible because I... I you admit, you'll have to resend me the the song or something, Ken. But I don't remember Nas, so you will have to forgive me. So sorry, I can't say anything about her. But I I do find the Lisa one very funny, and that is a good song. Garenge is a fun fun good song. The Ina Iba song "Lead the Way" is really really good song. It is radically different from anything that she's done with Rosalia, especially like style and tone is much more of like a techno EDM style song and stuff like the rock thing she's typically known for. So it is a good break and that is a really good showcase for her vocal talent. So hopefully, you know, we'll see more. I'm hoping next time, because she barely missed the chart. Like she was like number 11, I think. So hopefully next time, like she hits the top 10, that would be great because we'd, I'd love to talk about her a little bit more. And the She Is Summer song is really good. It's a nice, fun little number. Definitely a very cute song, and I was glad that I got a chance to re-listen to it because it is a nice song. It's a shame you didn't put it in your top five, but your 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 top five, Ken, is a very contested five, and I could see like that would be a really hard decision to make on what to drop, what to lead in, and all that stuff. So, so I, I get why you had to cut it, and and but it, this is a solid song. So for me, I. You're you're the one who made me love Nas because her voice is so good and that album Juicy was amazing. I still need to buy that, but I'm waiting till I go to Japan and go into Tower Records before I buy my physical copy. Oh yeah, but it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> it is. It is. And like I heard it and I got a digital you know, I was listening to it on Spotify and Apple and I'm like, I need to actually buy a physical copy. I want this for my shelf because this is amazing and Fair is such a great song. And if it weren't for you, I wouldn't even heard of Nas. 
And I thank you so much for putting her on here because I feel like she deserves a lot more credit than she gets because I, I don't think a lot of people know who she is yet. So, and Lisa, I love Good End Gay. It's such a, it's a really good song. I'm glad you put Lisa on there because we all love me. We all love some Lisa. So, Ina Iba was one I have not listened to until now. And I, I think it was because she missed Oricon. And I love Seiyu. That's Seiyu's or some of my guilty pleasures because I think a lot of them have great, I think there's many of them who have great vocal talent and you don't always get to hear it. And Ina Iba is one of them. And listening to her for the first time, I could hear, hear by lead the way. I'm like, she has a very, very good voice. And I'm looking forward to her solo career and following it. I'm hoping she'll make the charts next time. Um, her voice is fantastic and lead the way is a great way to showcase that. Uh, I'm happy she has summers on there. I loved I need uh Naiku I can never me and my kanji I need Um I always remember this video because she is so freaking adorable and that video is really cute but that was the reason I watched it in the first place because I think she is summer's cute but her voice is so good and her songs are so much fun it is like that perfect fresh air for summer and it gets you in a great mood. I feel like she's one that I thought would be in your top five, so I'm a little bit surprised. However, I'm not at the same time after seeing your top five because you had a lot of really good contenders up there. Yeah, with that, speaking of our top fives, let's continue on to that list, starting with our number five. So go right ahead, Gray, with your number five. Awesome. Well, it wouldn't be 2019 and it wouldn't be a top five list without a LOL song. And LOL had a weird year because for most of it, they were really quiet. And their first single was kind of a mixed bag for me. Like I really like there's like the first two songs, like the music video songs that they did, like one of them I, I kind of liked and the other one I really didn't like. But the third song on that track was a little number called special love which wound up really being like one of my absolute favorite songs of the year i do listen to the song quite a lot on repeat because it's just a nice cute song like it, there's not like it's not going to change anybody's world or anything like that but it, it's like it's got that nice level of cheese to it and it's really really catchy i love the way that the the song flows i love the way that they're able like to carry the melody. The melody itself is really, really well done. And Honika's rap is once again, just absolutely outstanding. And so, you know, just being able to listen to that, it's just a little fun little number. And that, that's why I liked it. Like, cause like, if you know me, you, you know, I like to gravitate towards songs that are fun. And I really felt like this song really hits that note really well. And I, it is like, deep in my heart just like one of one of my absolute favorites that they did this year and it, it almost didn't make it which is the reason why it's number five because this song isn't perfect in and of itself but i felt like it's just catchy enough and playful enough that it just kind of makes the mark and so that's why i picked it for my number five so for one i i had a feeling lol would be in your top five that was a <laughs> a must a given i really enjoyed special love 
I thought it was a very decent song. I listened to a couple of their songs this year, but nothing really struck me. I didn't listen to the whole singles, though, just the main tracks. It actually has a very good beat, and I was surprised it was a little bit more mellow and not as upbeat as their other stuff, which is what I did really enjoy. And I think, I think it's Honoka is her rap is very good in a song and I really liked it. Well, yeah, I totally agree with the Honoka star. It's her vocals and rap skill is amazing. It It is is. amazing. And that's what struck me in this song is when you hear her and she stands out so much in it, which is what I loved. I'm glad they have that part for her. You know, going into my my reasons it's the song was a really solid song i'm gonna give it that and you know with lol coming from triple a and being that kind of well this is the same kind of multi-gendered group kind of like s club seven kind of group kind of thing made by the same label it was kind of hard not to compare them at first but sitting down and kind of like it took a while like with music corner and doing the huge wrap up earlier in the year it took me a while to get that stigma away from it but special love is a gosh darn good song and i'm so happy that it's on your list because it finally broke that stigma of what comparing that to triple a and stuff like that and i personally prefer the more slower composition for for them particularly no not to say that their higher higher pace compositions ain't bad, but this is a nice change of pace, so to speak. And that's why I really, really did like it. I agree with that. I actually enjoy their slower pace songs more than their faster pace songs. I feel like the composition flows very well, and they do a very good job with their harmonies and mixing the rap in, too. So the song flowed per- it flowed so well, and I was pleasantly surprised. I'm really glad you shared this one and put it on here. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad everybody liked it. And I will say, I really felt like it was a shame that they buried this on the um, uh, Sayonara Kimetsu single because, like, Sayonara Kisetsu, I'm, I'm just, like, it's a decent song. It's, a, it's another slow song, and I do like that song. And the other song that they had on there that they did the music video for was Lollipop. And I'm like, well... I, I don't like Lollipop. That's a very westernized song. And I don't, th- and I really feel like while there's an audience for that, I don't feel like it, that style of song really suits LOL really well. And then they had this third song on there that was just absolutely amazing. And if you're not a diehard hardcore fan like me, you're not going to listen to it. You're not going to find it. You're going to be like, well, I mean, there's these two music videos for these two songs. But there's not, you know, there. But there's no love to this song, and this song is amazing. This song is like really, really good, and and like I said, like you know, this is like one of the songs like I've listened to throughout the year. And you know, they had their release in the middle of the year. I did like that one too, but you know, you know, Brave Up is a fun, catchy number, but it 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 doesn't stick in my mind the way that special love does it doesn't have like that staying power and that resonance that special love does and i i just like i really really loved that song and it just it just you know and it's a good medium tempo song 
And I just, yeah. So I am glad that you guys thoroughly enjoyed it because it, it was, it, it, it was absolutely one of my favorite songs of the year. And I'm, I'm glad that I'm able to share this with you guys. And with that, let's continue on to your number five song, Luna. My number five. I originally did not have these in, in order, to be honest. And so this order can, four and five can interchange. But right now I'm going to keep number five as Banana by Cream. So I have been addicted to this song ever since I heard it this summer. It is the perfect summer song. The melody is very, very catchy. And it always puts me in such a good mood. And Minami. Let's talk about Minami's vocals. They are absolutely so smooth. And she sells the song for me because of her chorus. And it just flows with the beat and the song so perfectly. Although I will say I won't bubble to you whenever I watch the video. And I want to jump in that, that, that ocean or wherever they're swimming in. Um, this is my one of my top tracks. Is I have listened to this song on repeat all year. I mean, just randomly each week I have to listen to the song. And I also did a karaoke to it, which is very hard to do Stax T's rap because I can't rap like that. I can rap like Eminem. I can't rap like Stax T because he, my only gripe with this song is his auto-tune. I don't mind. I actually like rap. However... If he didn't auto-tune, I would probably like it more. But Minami makes up for that in every way. And I do like Stex. He does all the composition for the music. And he is a genius at that. So, but this is a great song. And I, even though it sounds more summery, I've been listening to it all year round. So, and I know you guys have already heard it because I did Music Corner on them. <laughs> but they're still one of the, you know, and it's still one I'm still yeah. jamming to and bouncing to. And I'm really glad that thanks to you, Ken, and my best friend for playing this on repeat all summer. This yeah. is my jam. You know, with Cream, I had I had a couple of things with it. You know, Minami was the real sole reason why Cream was such a high recommendation on my list for you. And that came through and through with Banana. Very, very much so. But yeah, you know, with Cream, this song, Minami's vocals, is on point with this song. And I just love that about Cream. You know, with with the rap, it, it, it's kind of in there. It's just there. I do have some gripe with it because it is very internationalized. It's very westernized. And like I said, it feels like a song... This, this is what I originally said when we did this for Music Corner is I could turn the radio on, listen to this in America, thinking that it's a Western styled song because it is a very, very Western influenced song. And I don't mind that 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 kind of audience is there. And this particular style is always going to be a part of that. But Minami's vocals is the number one thing holding this song up for me. And I love it for that. Yeah, I, I agree. And I I think that's one of the other reasons why I really got to me is I do like Western R&B. And it has that vibe. And it definitely appeals to a Western audience, which a lot of the people I know have heard it here like it. And I think it's because it has that Western appeal. Very Western appeal. Yeah, I'll, I'll say for me, like, there is a Western style to it. And there is definitely a Western appeal. But I, I did like... Like for me, the selling point was the rapping, which is really weird coming from me because I, I typically 
don't like Western style rapping, but the way I, I don't know the, the dude's name that, that done the rapping. Stacks T. So, <laughs> but he, he had a really smooth flow and cadence to his rap that really suited the the song and the melody. And that's what I liked about it. I felt like that's what held the song together in an in a interesting way. And it made, it really adds to like the fun aspect of the song that they're going for because it's summer. It's a summer song and summer, summer songs need to be fun. And I did like what's her name's vocals, but Minami. And I, I do felt like they, they did a good time, but I really felt like the, the like Stax T was really what sells this song to me because he's the fun part of the song. Like like her, her vocals are good and they're nice, but it's him that, but it's his rapping that really makes it fun and really gives it that, that solidification that this is, this is indeed a summer song that you can enjoy and listen to and, and definitely have fun with. He has a really good flow, and I think that also mixes so well with going from Minami to Stax T is the flow of the song that keeps it up. Because even though I can't rap, I still have my little dance I do when he's rapping because it has such a good flow that you're kind of in there. So I just wish if it wasn't as auto-tuned. That's my only issue with his rap. I think he yep, has a yep, great yep, flow, yep. and I like the rap, <laughs> but the auto-tuning is the only thing that gets me a little bit. I guess we'll continue on to my number five here. And, you know, this will be kind of surprising, honestly, because of the artist that is featured on here. It, it's going to be Anyways by Tender and featuring Yi Yi. So, you know, this, this year was a big year for him, in my opinion. And turning out hits after hits on his digital side with choice and variety while it was good anyway encompasses everything that i do really really like about him without going so overboard of you know his zaniness and stuff like that that he tends to do occasionally with certain tracks and you know with that more smoother and relaxing composition it gives a sense of like a wonderment and exploration kind of like what the song was about it was mostly used as a honda motorbike commercial so you know it gives off that lovely excitement and wonderment of just how vast the world is and that's what i really do think Hendre is really really good about is he is great about composing the mood. Once he has a theme that he knows that his song will have, the mood that he does to set up that track is really, really great. And that's one of the things that I just absolutely love about him. And I agree. He was one that originally did not make anywhere near the top of my list when we did the music quarter in Indy. I kind of ruled him out, to be honest. However, hearing a lot of his new tracks... I've changed my perspective on him because the compositions of his new songs and especially anyway really changed that perspective for me and I went into listening to a lot of his ones he released this year such as I was checking out his latest um it was Insight and it, I mean it's fantastic and I checked out a few tracks from uh Nut and Almighty so it's amazing to see where he's come from and what I originally thought and 
I like the style, although I will say, anyway, is a little misleading because you see a little bit of yeah, yeah, and that's it. And just, you know, <laughs> you hear a little bit of her, so it's a little bit misleading. However, I do like that it doesn't take away from him because his music has this nice, relaxing appeal to it where, to me, it's a good, chill music. It's something that I can just, I wouldn't say not bounce to, but where you have that mood where you just want something to kind of roll with. And he has that. And he puts you in this nice mood that makes you feel completely relaxed. And I think Anyway is a good one to choose that because his composition and vocals are just flow so well in that song. And I'm really glad to see him on here because it gave me a chance to revisit him as I feel like I ruled him out too soon. Yeah, for me, I did like anyway. I really felt like it's a good song. It's definitely a solid one. Uh, Tendrade's kind of hit and miss with me, I feel like. But uh, just because I'm, I'm not always in the mood for like that smooth laid back style, which we've talked about to death. I'm not going to harp on it here. But uh, I did wind up liking this song. I really felt like it's really good. The minimalist opening that he has for the song, I do feel it, like it makes really helps it stand out and really catches your attention in the beginning. And so, you know, it, it just kind of grabs you there and, and it does have a really catchy chorus, which I, I did like as, as well. I felt like there was like a good melody and flow to it. And it was really interesting that you mentioned this Luna that, that yeah is in there because I saw, I saw it was, that it featured another artist, but like you only hear her, I think like near the end of the song. And I think she only like, I don't even think she has lyrics. I think she just like sings along to the melody at some point with like some humming. So uh, to me, it doesn't really affect it too much. So, and it was just a good showcase for his vocals because I I do think like he stood out really well and, and definitely did a good job with this one. Yeah, definitely. You know, with this track particularly, it's funny that you guys say that the feature with is it's only on the music video and the initial release of the song that he does have a feature with on his insight EP. It's just him. There's no feature with or anything like that. But yeah, continue on to our number four. Go right ahead, Gray. All right. So for our number four, I chose time on you by root alpha. This is another one of those songs where it's on his life single so you have to go to like his life single and the the whole single i really enjoyed especially the, like the lead track and the second one which was dancing in the rain like that those are two really fun songs but for me time on you really really stood out because it's a ballad and i really liked his vocal work in this it is a very very short song it's only two minutes and 20 seconds so it gets in and gets out, but in that time, I really think that he has a powerful song that he conveys through his rap and through his vocals. And honestly, about 50% of this is in English, so you can really pick up the bulk of it. And I think it's just a really good showcase of how good he can sing and in combination with his rap. And his rap is really good. It has a really good smooth flow to it. 
and his vocal work is really, really well done. And the melody is, in, in some ways, it's kind of haunting because he's talking about how he, he'll, he'll never stop loving a woman no matter you know when it is. And so there's kind of like this hauntingness to it. And it, it, I think he does a really good job of conveying that throughout the song. And like I said, it's only two minutes and 20 seconds and it ends very abruptly. Like it just, it does just come to a grinding halt. And I can, I understand that that can also be a bit off putting to people, but you know, the, like I think about it and I think about like the songs that have really had like an impact on me throughout the years and stuff like that. And this one certainly had more of an impact than special love. So this is why this is number four, because it just, it really just was not something that I expected, especially from Rude Alpha. And I do think like he is incredibly talented and uh, I love a chance to just get to talk about him more. I really think like, you know, like sooner or later he'll gain traction and he'll, he'll shoot off. Like that's my hope because he is a really, really talented artist, and I felt like, you know, you're he's kind of missed a little bit. So I wanted to do a shout out for uh, Time On You. This is this has been one of my absolute favorite songs of the year, and I, I really, really love this song. Yeah, yeah. Well, this song, you know, this, this is the one thing that I'm going to judge about it. The song is all right. It's it's a great song. It has a really meaningful message, but it's auto tuned to hell. And I'm gonna ding a lot of artists. There's like there's two artists on Luna's list. I'm gonna have to ding because of this. And I I really do not like auto tuned vocalists. There's a time and place for that, and I understand that that auto tune does help to convey certain feelings. But for me personally, it takes away from the vocalist's work and it's difficult for me to listen to an auto-tuned track and this this song is completely in auto-tuned and i i understand what he was trying to do to give that haunting feel and that was the reason why he put it in auto-tuned however i cannot listen to this song because it was fully in auto-tuned that was the only reason that i had some gripe with this song if you take the auto-tune away and it was just his vocals he has an amazing vocal range i know that for a fact but the fact that this entire song was in auto-tune takes away some of that in my personal opinion but uh, it, it that that's how I truly feel about the song. The song is great w without the vocal, without that. Yeah, I that was for me as well. The auto-tuning completely turned me off. If he wouldn't have done that, I think I would have enjoyed the song. But due to the fact that the whole thing was auto-tuned, it was very difficult for me to get through the song. And I felt like I couldn't... Because of the auto-tuning, I had trouble um, emotionally connecting with the song. I felt like, to me, you know, yeah, it gave a haunting vibe, but I felt no emotional connection and just wanted it to end. Um, and I like some, I like Rude Rudolfa's other songs, like Life is a Good Song, and he is a fantastic rapper. I felt like this wasn't a song that really showcased it. 
as to me, his rap wasn't as significant in it. And being honest, I didn't even notice he was rapping in it. Um, but I was a little, you know, taken aback. I don't know. I expected a little bit more after hearing some of his other music. I understand what he was trying to convey and the lyrics in it. I know they're meaningful. I think if that auto-tuning was taken away, I would be able to enjoy it more for what it is. Unfortunately, it's not something that kind of spoke to me directly. But I will say he is a very talented artist and I do look forward to a lot of his new releases. As Life was a really good song and... There's been a couple other ones he's done this year that were very, very good. Hallelujah, which came out not too long ago, was very good as well. So I just felt like this one to me didn't connect with myself, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to sound like an ignoranus, but I never, I've listened to the song 980 times, and it wasn't until you both came on here and it's like, yeah, this song's autotune tuned to, to no end. And I was like, really? I never noticed it because, like, I don't hear it. Like I, you can hear it a little bit in his voice, but I, to me, I, I don't, I just don't hear it a whole lot in his voice. Like, I guess you can hear it a little bit in the background or whatnot, but I just, I just never noticed it. Call me ignorant or something, but I just, I never noticed that. I think the reason I noticed it is I know a lot of people who like American, you know, American hip hop, a lot of hip hop and T-Pain, for example, is known for auto-tuning. I have a couple songs with T-Pain. However, it's like probably one or two songs and one's a Kodakumi song. And that's what it reminded me of. And I honestly hate T-Pain. <laughs> but I only have them because there might be... You know, and it was an artist he featured in a song. But I think that's why to me I recognize it. Because a lot of people here in the hip-hop industry do like to use auto-tuning as to try to get a certain sound. I think that's the one... That that's what just took me aback because it really reminded me of T Pain and how much I don't like him. No offense to people who do like him, because <laughs> everyone has different styles and likes different different you know different styles appeal to different people. So some people like the sound of auto tuning and some people you know some people it just you feel like it takes away from the song. So I think everyone likes something different and you know it it's just. If we all like the same thing, it would be boring, wouldn't it? Oh, 288%. I, I will say I was honestly a little surprised because of all of the songs that we talk, that we're, we're going to talk about today, like Time On You is really like the furthest outside of my bubble. Like if you think about like what I typically listen to and what I, I, I tend to, to go on about. So I was a little surprised <laughs> that you guys didn't like, which is fine. It's fair. I'm not saying that, you know, everybody needs to like what I like and stuff, but I, I was a little surprised because I was like, oh, this is something different than Gray's normal shtick. So this is a nice surprise. And then it's like, oh, man, it's auto-tune. And I'm like, oh, but I still stand by the song. I, I really loved it. And um, I mean, he's the only solo vocalist on here. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's just it is what it is. It's no big deal, but. You know, still highly recommend it. If if you do like uh, rappers and stuff like that, check it. And be, we're so divisive. Maybe that's a good reason to go check it out. See what you think of it yourself. You might be surprised. You might really like it. So check it out. Time on you by Root Alpha. Yeah, I mean, like like I said, it's it, 
I don't mean to dog on him. He because he has amazing tracks, but it's just this 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 particular yeah, one is. No, nah, you're cool. You're you're cool. It's interesting. <laughs> but with that, let's continue on to your number four, Luna. All right. So in a way, I kind of cheated with this one, kind of not. I chose Lemonade, Lemonade by I Don't Like Mondays. This they had an album drop in August, and this song was featured on it, even though the music video came out in 2018. This is one that was very random for me how I discovered this group, and this song in particular because I'd always watch Chan Mina, and this song Lemonade would always pop up. I thought the name of the group was Lemonade, and I thought the song was I Don't Like Mondays. I guess I just wasn't paying attention. But I'm like, oh, this looks like a really good group. And I saw the tab on the thumbnail was a girl. So I thought, first of all, it's a girl band. (laughs) Definitely not. So I clicked on it and I listened to it. I was so pleasantly surprised by this song. After I heard Lemonade, and I think it's the opening tune in it, the guitar right in the middle of it. I mean, and their vocals, everything with this song, the composition flows so well. And I heard it, and at first I'm like, I don't know what to do with it. Think about this. And then a couple days later, I listened to it again. Like, I actually really like the song. And then I listened to it again. And whenever I'd go on YouTube, I would listen to this song and watch the video. And even last week, I was listening to this song again. And the week before, I was listening to it. It's a song that just stuck with me because of how this band does their music and it's just such a nice sweet good composition and I just love to relax to it if I need something to relax to this is one of those songs I'll turn on and it's just amazing I cannot speak enough about this and it's more of a summer song However, I've been listening to it all this winter, too. So that really speaks for it. And I know we talked about them in our music corner, so I I might be talking about it a little too much because they've been a group that has really stuck out to me, and this is the song that sold them. This sold me to them. Oh, no, you're 100% correct, Luna. This song was the reason why I ended up really, really liking them. And it's like like we com- we talked about during the episode, the fact that they don't convey themselves as a standardized rock band is what I love about them. And this song particularly is such a good representation of that skill. And th- there's not em- enough praises that I could get them. And-, and go watch the music video. Watch my girl Rudy Cole with Kojima <laughs> on there. Yeah, this is a really, really good song. I, w- I was surprised when Luna picked this group because it's really outside of her wheelhouse, and I, I was really taken aback by it. But it- this is a standout group. They-, they do have a lot of really good music. And Lemonade is definitely just, you know, it's a really good summer song. It's definitely a lot of fun. It's got a really good melody and, like, really good uh, song composition and flow that just really moved the song along at a very good pace and the guitar solo near the end of the song is really really well done like that that's a really good riff that he has and this is probably in my opinion like the highlight of the song was that guitar solo like that that just really really just was amazing and i i definitely really like that so this is a definitely a really good pick and i'm glad you picked it luna because it gave me a chance to go back and listen to this song 
uh, I don't listen to I Don't Like Mondays like you and Ken do. So I was able to go back and listen to it and, and really appreciate it. So thank you for picking this one. You're welcome. And I'm glad I randomly clicked on it. It was one of those random finds. And YouTube lately has been my best friend because every time it recommends something, I end up liking it. So. Yep. And once again, Luna, if it wasn't for you doing this group for Music Corner, I would have done them. <laughs> well, we kind of get our similar taste in that, and I feel like, you know, there's ones that you'll pick that I'm like, I was going to pick that, but I'm glad you picked it, so I didn't have to pick it. <laughs> so I think we did vice versa with this one, you know, and I'm really glad we showcased them because they deserve it. They're just a standout group, and like Grace said with that guitar riff, that's one of the other things that sold me when I heard this song. I'm like, I love this. This is so good, right? You know, not in the, I guess, middle end of the song, you hear that. I'm like, it showcases that this band is not just your run-of-the-day band. But yeah, with that, let's continue on to my number four, and it's going to be Expo Exposed Burnout by Reza Sulin. And, you know, this might be a little change from what I usually listen to. However, you know, Raids of Sulin is the third band from the Bang Dream franchise. So somehow, someway I had to input that in there. And, you know, they've been a phenomenal surprise for me for the past year. You know, a lot of their B-side songs have been such a nice surprise and such a superb track compared to their A-side songs. And Exposed Burnout is a great representation of just how different they are compared to their normal poppin' party and Rosalia sisters, so to speak, with their B-side tracks. And I just, there's, there's not enough praise that I could give this particular song. If it wasn't for this song, you know, I would have put on... Unbreakable, but Unbreakable is, was released yes here, so unfortunately I couldn't do that. Maybe if they release an album, I can cheat my way on there for the <laughs> Hopefully. One can only hope, right? So, you reminded me of how much I really enjoyed the song when we initially listened to it. And I still need to watch Bang Dreams, so when I heard it, I'm like, gosh darn it, I need to watch it. <laughs> but I feel like Reza, Reza Sullen is one that doesn't get highlighted enough. And they're one of my favorites of the ones we get to hear, because, you know, sometimes they pop up in Oricon. And they're usually the band I end up liking the most. Yeah. So this is one I'm really glad you chose, because it gave me a chance to revisit again. As I feel like... You know, a lot of them we hear once and we forget about. And I remember going back and listening to it more than once. But it also gave me a chance to reiterate them and say, hey, don't forget about Raise the Sullen. And you still need to watch Bang Dream. <laughs> <laughs> At least you got a good reminder of it, right? Very true. And it's just more than that, too. Because those girls live, when you see them all play their instruments, they really get into it. And they do a fantastic job, both vocally and instrumentally and that takes a lot of talent right there to get up and do that you know you're not only a voice actress but you're a musician as well that shows a lot and this song really represents that yeah i, I will say this is a fantastic song i the thing that really got me about it was the melody i really like the melody of the song it's just got such a great hook and it 
it does a great job of really showcasing like the leads vocals. Like they're really, really powerful and gripping and uh, exposed burnout definitely is just a really good showcase of how strong her vocals are. Minus one thing, the keyboardist unfortunately does. I, I have to ding it just a little bit because I love this song, but there's parts in it where the, the keyboardist, she starts talking randomly, which is fine, except for, uh, th- DJ, the DJ, DJ, the DJ. I, I, can't, I couldn't tell if she was either a DJ or a keyboardist. So I was, I was like, I wrote down DJ in the notes, but vocally I'm saying keyboardist. But so the DJ, the the uh, DJ, <laughs> like she starts talking randomly, and it's fine in the parts where like nothing else is going on, and she's in, she's filling dead air. But there's some parts. There's a couple of parts where the lead singer is holding this magnificent note. As she hold, as as she like she's finishing a line, she's holding out a long note, and as she's holding out this gorgeous note, the DJ just starts talking over it, and I'm like, oh, I I, I could have done without that because like anything that covers up her vocals it is almost a crying shame in and of itself because it just under it just undercuts the song, and, and um, but that was literally like the only gripe I had with the song. Everything else about it is fantastic, and. Definitely a standout song, and Luna is right. Raise the Soul in it is a group that we don't highlight enough. We really don't talk about enough, and they're a fantastic group. Go check them out. They are they are fantastic, and this is this is indeed a great song. You know, with, with Raise the Soul in, specifically for this song, I prefer the lie for this because if you guys, I don't know if you guys actually listen to the actual single rip of this song on iTunes and and Spotify. Uh, Rachel's voice is somewhat altered, and it is vocally different. So there is some type of uh, vocal instrumental going alongside there. That's why I prefer the live for this particular song gotcha. in, in version. So if you guys, if because Rachel, the lead singer, she has such an amazing, powerful vocal, and you know, it being messed up and out of tune is is a darn shame. Yeah, yeah, I would agree but, with that 188%. But yeah, with with Razor Soul in, this this is a guilty pleasure of mine because I really do like them and they are going to be the one of the other bands that I wanted to go see for a long time. As much as I loved watching Pop and Party, I've seen them in the live viewings that they show across the US at least two to three times. I've seen them twice now. I've I've seen Rosilia live once. Now the next one is going to be Razor Soul in that I'm going to want to try see. And all all of these vo- the seiyus for these they weren't seiyus to begin with. The only se- person that was a seiyu originally was the DJ. Everyone else was originally musicians that brought together to form this group, and then they ended up becoming seiyus because of how popular Razor Sulin ended up becoming towards Bang Dream's plan. And it's interesting to think that way that it was the reverse for this particular band compared to the other ones where they were Seiyus first. But yeah, with that, let's continue on to our number three. Go right ahead, Gray. Yes, and I picked a song that <laughs> I think kind of surprised you there, Ken, uh, a little bit, but because uh, you weren't on when we originally covered the song, but it, it just absolutely took over my summer and I would not be doing myself justice or being honest if this song wasn't where it is and that's hot 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 by toho shenki i i love this song this song has been 
on repeat basically since it dropped back in August. And I, I genuinely just love the song to death. It is such a fun summer single. And the vocals are just fantastic in this song. Toho and Shinki, <laughs> if you'll pardon the, the joke, uh, really do a standout job in this. And I, I do think like, like, this is the only song that I that they've done that I liked because uh, we we cover them periodically and I remember that the the B song on the on that came out with this I did not like at all in fact I hated it I listened to it once and deleted it off my phone so but Ha 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 it was just such a fun number and and like like it's just like one of those songs where like you hear it you get up and you dance to it and. It's just so darn catchy. It's just, it just stays in your head. And there were so many nights where, you know, I would be laying in bed trying to go to sleep and I've got hot, hot, hot stuck in my head. So I have to break out the the tablet or the phone and play the music video one more time just so I can get some sleep. And that it just really defined my summer. And, you know, there was a couple of other summer songs this year that I really loved, but this song just leaps and bounds over everything else. Like I just absolutely love the song to death and it, it, it absolutely made my summer. So it, it has to be number three. It is just simply amazing song. So I'm going to go first on this one because I wasn't blessed to go listen to this song originally <laughs> When this song came out, <sighs> you know, it is a it, it is a nice summer track. I, I'll give it that much. And me being in the island of summer, where it it's always going to be the summer mood for me. So this is always a nice song. But for me, <laughs> I to, Toho and Orshinki hasn't produced a good song since their revival, and this was Ouch. very evident. <laughs> and this was very evident with this particular song. <laughs> you know. It's not to knock you. It's just that this oh, particular no, song, you know, I haven't heard any really good song by them. And I was just, I listened to this and I'm like, huh. I mean, I understand where you're coming from, Gray. Uh, like, like I said, I had to, I'm, I, if you guys didn't listen to this, you should listen, to, read the article that I made for this because literally I had to take apart what, what they are saying to me right now and making it into an article format. But you know, I had to, like, look behind the curtain and see what you were feeling about the song. And I totally, I totally understand. But for me, ever since they got together back from their revival, there hasn't been a song that just reached out and grabbed to me, so to speak. It's not to say that Hot 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 didn't do that. It is a very summer song. And trust me, if I, it's not like if I heard this song on the radio, I'm going to jump out of my car or anything. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll listen to it. But, you know, it's not going to be a song that I'm going to be like, oh, my goodness, I, got, I heard the five second, first five seconds of the song. I got to continue <laughs> kind of thing. But that, that's how it is for me. So I initially listened to this when it came out. I know we did that podcast together, Gray. I honestly don't remember what I thought. I think I was kind of like half and half because I thought the chorus was catchy. And then I re-listened to it this week at work. And I, w- I was kind of distracted with what I was doing. So the one thing I remembered from it was how nasally their voices were. And it irked me a little bit because I always remembered how they said, See and sound. <laughs> and it was just how they sounded. I'm like, 
huh, I might have to re-listen to this when I'm not busy at work. So I did that again. And I will say the chorus is like a really catchy, fun, you know. But the one thing that irked me was how nasally they were and that song didn't quite match up to the composition and I guess I didn't notice that too much didn't pay as much of attention until I rewatched it however I will say it's not Toho Shinki with the other without the other members and my last favorite song was probably Marotic and that shows yeah it's Toho and Horshinki yeah, yeah you and you cannot, probably remember you how long ago Marotic came out so it's been a bit um I mean, I'm not going to hate on the song because it is a catchy tune, you know, for summer. But I think their voices grated on me with how nasally they were. And I, I didn't notice it until I had it up really loud. And especially in the video, I started to notice it a little bit more. But I I was like kind of torn because, you know, there, there are pieces of the song I really did enjoy. But then there are also pieces of the song that grated on my nerves. So I, I was like, mm. and plus, I remember listening to them back in the day when they were the complete Toho Shinki, Dong Bang Shinki. So part of me, it's like, I feel like there are pieces of the puzzle missing. So it's also hard for me to go away from that a little bit. Um. But, I, I mean, I understand why it's, you know, enjoyable and something fun for summer. You know, it gets you in a good mood and it's bouncy. So so I can totally see where you're coming from in that aspect as well. I'm not going to say I completely dislike it, but it's not, you know, a a favorite one. I think it's... I'm, I'm in the middle. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have the baggage you two do, but this, like I said earlier, like this is the only song that they've done that I remotely liked, but... It, it just is like <laughs> one of those. It, it was just like, like I said, it was a song that just it absolutely made my summer. Like, I just like, like, like I said, there was just nine star. I couldn't go to bed till I heard the song again <laughs> because it was just so so darn catchy and uh, and I, I just I, I I love it. So that's all that matters. <laughs> With that, let's go on to your number three. All right, my Luna. number three. I remember this could go either way because both these songs are very interchangeable. Three is Ecto by M-Flow, and this is really hard for me to choose because when you get to my two song, these are ones that I really spoke to me, and Ecto is one of those. I love M-Flow. I've always been a huge M-Flow fan from back in the day, and seeing them release new music within this past you know, a couple years with Lisa is just amazing and has made me so happy as it's come together so well. And Ecto really showcases that. And this year when it dropped, I was just, the song really hit me. I loved it. I still love it. And it had such a, just Lisa's vocals in it. It's such a beautiful, flows so well with the song. And... Verbal's rap, when he gets down and raps in that song, it's perfect. It's like, you got M-Flow back from back in the day. Except with a twist, with, you know, converting to how music is. You know, it's not going to be all the 90s like they were. Like, to me, they had that perfect 90s vibe, which is why I love them. And they still brought that back today, and they're still the same M-Flow to me. However, I feel like they did so well cultivating it to today's music. 
which is really hard for a lot of bands who've been or groups who've been around for so long to do and they did that and this song showcased that I mean Lisa's vocals the composition the piano work at the beginning I absolutely love and when Lisa comes on with the chorus you, re- you never really loved me love me and it just kind of sticks with you on that part of it I just love the flow of it. My only gripe a little bit is they do use some auto-tune in it. It's very slight. After a while, I didn't. I noticed it the first time I heard it. After that, I didn't because I played it over and over and over. Uh, the lyrics in the song are fantastic. And this just is a track that will bring you back to M-Flow. If you have not listened to them in a while, it's one to check out. If it's your first listen... I, I still would recommend this track because it gives you the feel of what this group encompasses. You know, you got DJ Taku's composition, along with verbal, you got, I mean, they work so well together composing and writing songs. They are the ultimate tripod. Yeah, I'll, I'll say, especially coming from a person who is kind of still new to Inflow in a lot of ways, like uh, I know him from like a couple of their albums and stuff like that, but I'm not the entrenched fan that Ken and Luna are. So I I have a slightly different perspective from this. And I I will say Lisa's vocals in this are absolutely amazing. I loved like the the way that she sung this song was outstanding. And the piano work in the beginning is so damn good. It's just, it really just sells the song in a lot of ways like 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 the moment i heard like that that piano and her voices i i was, I was kind of taken away to a different place like it's just it, like it just worked so well and it, it was definitely just one of those songs that really sticks with you in a really meaningful way and burble's rap just at near like comes in the song and just, it just it's kind of like um the icing on the cake in a lot of ways, like the way that it plays out and the, and the way that he carries the, 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 the song, it is just so amazing. And with the, the name like Ecto, I was kind of expecting like a, a real like techno dance number and for it to be this ballad it really threw me in a, in a weird way. Cause I wasn't expecting it to be a ballad just going off the name. I know don't judge books by covers, but sometimes you see a name of a song and you have an expectation. And so I, I had, I was kind of expecting one thing and I got another and what I got, I was thoroughly, thoroughly just enjoying and I really loved it. And I really felt like this was a great song. And I, it, I'm kind of hate that I'm just now getting around to listening to it because it, it, it is such a great song. And I just felt like, I was like, Luna, it's like, how come you have not been talking about this song throughout the year? And you probably mentioned it a few times and I just haven't noticed, but this is definitely one. If, if you are, if you have not checked this song out yet, go stop what you are doing, go check the song out. It is absolutely fantastic. I really, really love this song and everything about it just works. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll save, I'll say this about this, you know, Ecto, it is a return to form for Enflow, and it's been like that for the past year, year and a half now, and this solidifies that they're back to form fully. 
I did have some gripes with auto tuning. It is very slight. It's a ninety. It's a ninety percent song. Great in my mind, and I love it for that. It's the the slight bit of the auto tuning is what gets me. And I know that what DJ Taku was trying to do, but and Ver- Verbal has a, an amazing vocal. And why you're gonna do that for that particular part for the for the auto tuning it, it's beyond me but that that's just a personal reason but the track is phenomenal nonetheless and you know they the reason why they came to Kauai Con was to film that particular music video on the big island and i'm kind of really mad because we only got dj taku and verbal we didn't get lisa so <laughs> it's it's unfortunate but it it is what it is and Ecto is a solid, solid track, and I can't wait for what's to come for the next year for Envlo. Same. I'm really excited for that Kill tour. I saw previews for it, and uh, they better release that on Blu-ray. I hope to God they do, because it looks amazing. (laughs) I hope they do also, but yeah. I guess we'll continue on to my number three here. And this was the song that kicked out Aini Kanakcha. And it is going to be Hanaga Sakumichi by The Charm Park. This song, I heard it once and instantly became a fan of The Charm Park. His impeccable vocals and just amazing composition for this one track as someone who didn't even know of him and he's been in the industry for at least a couple years now for someone that didn't even know him before i did the music corner and finding out this song this was an unforgettable song and you know it's it's just difficult to choose one of the songs that he done this year because he's done amazing tracks between this and ordinary and just so many so many songs to choose from but it's that emotional lyrics that it had and it's a luring composition that made me remember why i liked the charm park in the first place and that was because of this song and it's a damn good song i would highly recommend it so I remember this when we initially talked about the Charm Park and this is the track that sold me to them as well. They're freaking fantastic and I I really, I'm trying to think of how actually to describe them because they were a group that I hadn't heard of until you actually brought them up. And what I listened to, it was, uh, my con- I'm sorry for my kanji, because Hanaga Sakumichi. Sakumichi. And I remember Ordinary as well, but Hanaga Sakumichi was the big one for me. And I always remembered when that video came out, you know, you just see him there singing and then you know, the whole band gets brought into it. It's just amazing. I mean, his vocals, the composition of the song... It, it, I was blown away. In ordinary, like you said, is another great track, and I really want to pick up the latest album that was released this year because I feel like they really deserve that love, 
and recognition and there's someone that really creeps up on you that you don't realize they exist but then when you hear them you can't forget them so that that was the big one for me and as soon as I saw that on your list I was crossing my fingers it was the song I was thinking of because I am not always the best with names so I'm like I hope it's the song I'm thinking it is and as soon as I, I I'm like yes it is this is the song this is the song that I love <laughs> so my excitement like jumped by 10 and it also reminded me don't forget to buy his album you were gonna do that a couple months ago you didn't do that did you but <laughs> i'm trying to wait till i go to japan because i want to pick up his stuff at tower records you know and i want to give him that support because he really deserves it and this is an artist that i look forward to hearing more of and what he'll be doing in the future because this just showcases his talent and that he has so much of it. And there's going to be way more work in the future of hearing his vocal talent. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll break off from the group just a little bit and say this is not my favorite song that he does, but this is still a fantastic song. Uh, this is, he does have a couple of tracks. I actually do like a little bit more than this song, but this song is done exceptionally well and it is definitely... A standout song the melody in it is absolutely fantastic that was one of the bigger things uh that i really loved about the song is the melody of it and the the composition throughout the song sounds really good and the guitar shines through the composition in a really cool and interesting way and it just sounds so amazing uh the way like it all just comes together and forms this nice package and that that's that's like the thing that i love is like you know when Everything comes together just to make this awesome sound. And his vocals in this are just absolutely fantastic. He, he really nails it the whole song. Just this consistent through line that he's able to just hold this, this pitch in tune. And he just, he, he does it masterfully and is definitely, definitely a solid song. I can see why you fell in love with it, Ken, the way that you did. And it is, it is a spectacular song. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's it's a song that meant a lot to me, and you know, like I said, hearing this song for the first time was just such an emotional trip. Yeah, with that, let's go to our top number twos. Starting with you, Gray. Okay, so my number two song is going to be a song that should surprise literally no one, other than the fact it's not number one, and that is the little call. glee monster. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, Actually, I still need to listen to their, their their latest single. I I have it on my phone. I just haven't done it yet. But the call by Color Creation is oh my god! Like this song is so good, and it was a really tough. No pun intended. It was a really tough call for these guys because Let It Snow Itakute also came out in the year. And initially, when I wrote up the list, I had just actually forgotten about that. And o- over the winter, I, I had been reminded by it, but. I'm going to stand by the call being number two because uh, this song is just absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it came out in November, but it technically dropped in October. And it just it just immediately just took back over my life. And it just a solid reminder of how talented these guys are. I mean, like they are just like the, the, the sheer talent on display is just it's just it blows my mind, and every time I hear the song, it just it, it gets me, and it, it it just it really they have this amazing way of conveying emotions through just their voice alone, and they just really evoke like these powerful emotions in me, and 
I just felt like the call just really just hits home. And especially when he sings the line, this is my only life. It's my only way. Like, it's just like, it really just like resonates with me. And just the melody of the song is done really, really well done. It complements these guys' vocals so well. And, and the producer of the group is all outstanding as much as these guys are because he's able to take song compositions that complement these boys and and he's able to really amplify what they're capable of and how they sound and they they just they are a group that just consistently surprises me and I, I I absolutely love these guys. They are like one of the best things to just come out of 2019 as a whole. Even though I liked them last year. I like my love for them and appreciation for them has grown tremendously over the year. And the call was certainly just like, just like another, you know, nailing that in that wall of just how much of a fan I am for these guys and how much I love them. And I cannot wait to see, you know, where they go next. And I'm on pins and needles. So I'm so excited to see what they do next. I just can't wait. This song was absolutely fantastic and if you haven't heard it yet go check it out it, it's just it is absolutely amazing song these guys are incredible so i love this song as well color creation has fantastic vocals and the call really showcases that i mean not only do they have fantastic vocals their harmonies are phenomenal and they just really leave some like like leave a place in in you when you remember this. So I remember hearing the call when you visited, as we watched the video for it. And as soon as I saw that on your, I had a feeling that'd be on your list. I knew it would actually be in your top five, but I was really glad to see it on there because I'm like I really remember the song. It was when it did stick with you, and whenever you hear them sing, you know. You're my only love. Da, 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 da. You know, it's a song that the the melody of it, you know, the composition, it is a very good song. It's a beautiful love song. I mean, or about, you know, like a ballad. And I, I mean, I can't say too much about it just because it's, it's one you got to listen for yourself and hear it. And it's not my favorite song by Color Creation, but it's definitely one of the top ones I've heard by them because it's just so well done. And I, I couldn't think of another group to pull that off. So I look forward to hearing more from them. And I'm surprised it didn't make your number one. I actually thought Color Creation would be number one. Yeah, yeah. Num number one is number one just due to sheer number of times I listened to it. And I, I mean, number one is, is there for a reason. But th this is a definitely a close call. It was tough. And, and like I said, I think another reason why the call was number two is because uh, Let It Snow, Itakute, was released this year. And that one was also vying for, for like, a, like the spot. Like, it could, like, like, on a dime, like it could switch between the two because I love that song, too. I think that's another great song where they're just, like, it just really showcases their vocals. But like I said, I really wanted to go with the call because it is just is absolutely fantastic and stunning and it, it was just uh, an amazing showcase of their talent yeah you know with color creation they 
are simply amazing and the call is a really solid track and you know we we really do like color creations i like i when we first initially heard of them with their major debut their tracks were so amazing for someone that doesn't seem like that kind of group but their vocal range and vocal skill and and presence that they have is just simply amazing and the call is a great great representation of just how far they come with that skill originally when i've heard of them i've always thought is this going to be the single that they peter out and that you know you can only go with skill for so long but no it just goes on top of it like legos just building on top of each other of how great they've become and you know the call is such an amazing song and it's i can't give it enough praises yeah i i 100 agree with you it is just it is just like done so well so well but yeah with that let's move on to your number two luna so my number two is i'm gonna say her name right this time because i think all this time we were saying it incorrectly it is edu's 20 and as soon as i heard the song i fell in love with it actually she released several songs at the same time due to showcase her album spotlight and i'm like i really like her music so as soon as i heard 20 i went out and pretty much pre-ordered her spotlight album automatically i had to have that album for this song and this is a really fun song it reminds me of kind of when i was 20 in a way you know all the things that i loved at that age and a lot of the things i do still love and i feel like everyone can feel forever 20 or forever what age they want to stay and this song really makes you feel like that it's a feel-good song and it cracked me up because she mentioned gg girls generation so that made me really really happy so it it's just one that meant a lot to me just carry on that feeling you know you're 20 you can do anything you know you're young you're free you know you have all these dreams that you're looking forward to and it's pretty much telling you you know fight for those dreams don't give up on them you know you're you're pretty much you know you're forever young you're forever 20 so even now i'm a lot older now i still feel like a song like this tells me hey i can still make those come true i mean you can be whatever age you feel like and that's what meant to me and just the beat and melody of the song just is so it's so fun and i will say there's an acoustic version of this that is absolutely gorgeous and edu's vocals do shine in it but in the acoustic version they shine so much more and it made me love 20 even more hearing that version of it and I can't say which version I like better. If I, I think I'd say if I, I'm in upbeat mood, I want the original version of 20. If I'm in more of a ballady mood, I'll go for the acoustic version. But she showcases she's so much talent ahead of her. Her vocal skills, the composition of this, the lyrics, everything in this spoke to me. It has been in my car on repeat more than once. Whenever the song ends, I hit the back button. 
and I can listen to it three times before I make it to work. Figure that out. So that's what gets me really excited. Or if I'm listening to the whole album, I know how many I have to click before I end up at work. <laughs> so I can listen to the full song. Because <laughs> I'm like, I want to listen to the full song. I'm going to just click ahead to right about to this song. And then I'll have just in time to listen to 20. So it's one of those songs that I look forward to listening to. And I know when it's coming up on the album. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait. My song's coming up. Even though the whole album is great. And I had a really difficult time choosing because she had another fantastic song that tied with this and i was just sitting there like "Mm, what one do i choose and it was i know it's track three in the album because it comes right before this one but it was a kono yoru ga akiru made which is the other song that almost tied with 20 along with spotlight but 20 just was spoke to me from the heart and i had to go with it so I'm curious to hear what you guys think, as I know we did Music Corner on her last year with her Makuake album when that dropped. So having some new stuff from her made me really happy and really got me to push for her. And this song really did it. Yeah, I'll, I'll say I'm a sucker for these uplifting, inspirational songs like this. And 20 is certainly that. It, it is a absolutely fun song to listen to and i'm really glad you put it on here luna because it it is it's a very cute song but at the same time it's got a really good flow and feel it's just so upbeat and there's a really good bounce to the song like the way like the song works like it's it's like it's like an like um imagine somebody skipping along like uh the road and stuff like that's how the song feels when you listen to it and i really like that feeling and it's just, it's such full of positive energy and it definitely a song that you would listen to if you're feeling depressed or if you're feeling down or you need a, like a pick me up or you're having trouble finding that special spark in yourself to, to uh, persevere and really overcome the challenges that face you. This is a great song that just reminds you that, you know, you, you can achieve what you want to achieve and, you know, you're not bound or restricted, you know, only, you know, your limitations of what you believe in yourself really stop you. So, you know, take that to heart. And I think this song does a really good job of conveying that in a fun, meaningful manner. And, you know, that it, it's just, it's a good, like I said, it's a good pick me up song that really helps you uh, get you back on your feet. So definitely stand out stand out amazing song yeah with eru she is someone that i've uh, uh, of course is someone that i put my eye on initially when i did indie corner back with her way back a couple years back now and 20 is such a great song and it's it, it encompasses all those things of why i've i chose her and loved her in the first place and it's it's a great song to build off of just when you're feeling down, it's such an inspirational song to get you back up. And I think that's one of the reasons I put that in my top 10 is it really does pick you up when you're feeling down. And this time of year is always really stressful for me. So I think the song has really hit to heart because it picks me up, you know, and it's something that gets me in a good mood, gets me excited to where I'm going. And I feel like she gives you a boost with the song and she's an artist I am so thankful you introduced. And if it weren't for you, Edu would not be on my radar. And I'm glad she is. 
especially with the track she's producing. She's actually in one of my, she's in my top artists of 2019. Let's just put it that way. And I'm glad to have 20 in the top as number two. I'm glad you guys enjoyed it as well. And with that, let's move on to my number two here. And it is going to be Killer Tune Kills Me by Kirinji featuring Yoyon here. And, you know, just to give a little background here, Kirinji is one of the lovely things of why I love the Japanese music industry. And I've loved them since several years back. And, you know, with this recent revival that they've gone through bringing that hint of 80s and 90s styles with a little bit of a more modern feel you know killer tune kills me gives that simple yet playful melody that puts you know the singer for this particular track Irino Yumiki's vocals which is already impeccable in the forefront and combined with the support that Yonyon's Korean and Japanese little intertwined there throughout the middle of the song it helps this track stand out a little bit more and that's one of the reasons why i know that kirinji they are a band that i just absolutely love and we might get onto that a little bit more later but this is the song that made me know that they're gonna be okay coming into the future this was a really interesting song and i wasn't sure what to expect actually because this was I feel like my first time hearing Kirinji. I've heard the name but music wise I had not. The vocals were so beautiful. I loved it and it was such a nice relaxing song. Like man this would be a really good one to lay under the cherry blossoms and listen to or just lay outside under the tree and listen to and enjoy. It's one of those tracks that you can sit there and enjoy every moment of it, every sound of it, because it's that beautiful. And Yonyon's vocals, you know, and like you said, her Korean-Japanese combination is perfect. And I love her because I loved her in the Syrup song, the song she did with him. That's what got me on board with her. And she made a really good addition to this as she flowed really well. I was very surprised. I don't know why I was surprised, but I think she flows with the vocalist um, in there, Irino Yumiki. So that made it a good combination, but I I think it was also the hint of like the 90s, 80s style, and it just had that nice chill music that I love to listen to. So, it stood out to me the most, probably, of your tracks because of the melody and the vocals. It was very, very unique. And I loved it for that reason. I I will say for me, I actually, I remember telling you earlier, Ken, how there's a couple of songs that you did that I really, really enjoyed, but really had a, like a hard time finding words to convey and to really talk about the song. And this is by far like the biggest one that suffered from that because I really did enjoy the song. I really liked like the melody and the tune, but I was like, Oh man, I like, like it was really kind of hard for me to, p- to pick it out. Like, like what I liked about it. And then I just sat there like twirling my, my, my uh, pen pencil. And I unfortunately wasn't able to really say too, too much about it. 
but it it, it does have a, a great melody and a nice tune, which I, I know I've already said, but um, I just want to reemphasize that because I do felt like, you know, it, it does that really well. And her, her vocals do go really, really good with the track. And it is definitely a great song to listen to. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, this is one of the reasons why I just love Kidinji, but we'll get more into that, you know, possibly later as, you know, with Kidinji, they don't really care about musical styles of what is now, so to speak. They're on their own beat, and that's what I really do care about. With that, let's venture on to our number one tracks here. So why don't you go right ahead, Gray? Okay, so I know Luna was talking earlier about songs being guilty pleasures, and my number one song is definitely that. It is a guilty pleasure, but there's a lot of reasons why it's my number one song. And the song is Puzzle by Mad Kid. This was the second song I ever heard them do because uh, they did the opening theme for My Hero, or not My Hero, um, The Rising of the Shield Hero. And the, so that song was Rise. And on their Rise single, the second song on the single was Puzzle. And I really, really liked Rise. I think Puzzle was the song that made me a fan of them in a lot of ways. It, it's it's just such a fun dance tune it's so catchy and and that's really like the heart of it it's just it's such a catchy number and it's been one of those years where you know you know i've started dating again and you know the song's about you know like this cheesy romance idea and uh, it's just i it's just stuff like that that i i love and i just fall for every time and you know it's like I said, it's just an absolutely fun song to listen to and dance. And it is definitely a guilty pleasure of mine. It is the song that I have listened to the most out of the year. And Mad Kid has other songs that I thoroughly enjoy. And in a lot of ways, like uh, there's, they have a couple of songs that I think technically speaking are actually better songs. My, like the other song, like this song was in contending for if we could have had multiple songs on the list uh Sayonara would have been number two. Like like that that like th- like those two songs are my absolute favorite songs of the year. And Sayonara technically is the better song. But this song is just so darn catchy and such a fun tune that you know I just listen to it on repeat and it's just like I said, it's just one of those guilty pleasures because yeah, I know it's not doing anything technically great or amazing, but it, it it really hit me at the right moment in my life and it just allowed me to appreciate it. And I, I like I said, I've listened to the song on repeat. I, I've used some of the lines in the songs as cheesy pickup lines for my girlfriend. And um it's just been one of those things where I've been able to mine it uh many, many times. And you know, if I'm you know, just wanna listen to like a fun dance number going down the road, you know, I'll I'll put that song on and you know, I'll I'll have the volume cranked all the way up in my car. I'll be singing at the top of my lungs, and I I just this is like one of those songs that's really made my year, and I like I've listened to this song at least a hundred times, if not two hundred times. Like I like because I'll listen to it about three or four times and then go to another song, and it's just this is one of those songs that I 
absolutely enjoyed. It's such a great song. I didn't care for this one too much. I like a lot of Mad Kids older music. However, I felt like Puzzle had a little bit too much going on for me. Between it was a very, you know, pretty high energy song, but I think the composition and the, I guess you could say the vocals, there was just so much going on at once that it felt it was a little overactive and I didn't know what to follow. I think if it would have been a little slowed down, I would have enjoyed it a lot more. So that's what kind of, for me, turned me off to it a little bit. Um, I mean, I think they're a very talented group. And I enjoy a lot of their slower songs. However, with their upbeat ones like this, it just has a little too much going on for me to follow. And I really, I think it was the composition that kind of pushed it over for me. Yeah, you know, for for me too, it's it's kind of like that, where the composition. I wish they chose one or the other. If it was a little bit of a slower composition, if they had a little bit of a slower composition and a little bit more of a, the same type of vocal range that they did for this song, it's fine. The song is an amazing song nonetheless. But the fact that the high pitch composition is all over the place, in my personal opinion, it kind of makes it a little bit difficult to listen to. But with that aside, I know that I've, I haven't been the biggest fan of Mad Kids. I, I've, I, w- that's personally known between the both of you. And you know, I've I do like their older stuff, and I like their ballad stuffs too because they do have great vocal range. And I think that this song in particular, the composition just messed it up for me. That that their high energy is fine, and I don't mind that at all. It's just that the composition mixed with that kind of got me a little bit on edge <laughs> let's just say that much it feels like i'm a mexican jumping bean going all over the place and like i said it it is a great song nonetheless it's just that i the composition is just what killed it for me like like i said this song is more of a guilty pleasure and like i said technically speaking like on like a technicality level i do think they have better songs than this but I, I, it's 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 just it's a song that managed to worm its way into my heart and like, like I said I've listened to the song more than any other song in the entire year and it just it seemed wrong and not true to myself if I put anything else beside, besides the song as number one because of just like the sheer volume of this the number of times I've listened to it like I will go out of my way to listen to the song uh, on so many occasions because it's just like I said it it is just a simple fun dance number for me and and that that's why I like it and and uh I, I get it it's not for everyone and I I knew that when I picked it but I wanted to be true to myself and this is the this is the number one song of 2019 for me like there just could not be another but yeah, with that, let's move on to your number one track, Luna. So go right ahead. So, and my number one is dun, 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 Chan Mina's Never Grow Up. So this was a song that uh, is one of my favorite songs by her now. One of the reasons is she really did go out of her usual zone in this song. And she's more known for her rap and her hip hop. But I felt would never grow up. She went 
out of that her comfort zone or I would say you know and tried something new and never grew up as the product of that and it is amazing it has such a great melody to it. Her vocals are very good and shine in this song, which you don't get to hear in some of her other music. You know, with I'm a Pop, you don't get to hear that. And Me Saying and you don't get to hear that. But Never Grow Up, you actually get to hear her vocals shine and hear the range that they have as well. Uh, I love the chorus as well because it's a really, really catchy and catchy hook to it it also is a memorable composition and as soon as I hear the song I just know it's coming up and it's one I immediately get really excited about and it's one I also like the lyrics to is I mean how could you not but it shows her talent as an artist showing that she can do different styles and change it up and this is definitely one of my favorite songs in general that she's done because there's been several that I've had as favorites, but this one immediately jumped up when she showcased it earlier this year. And I am really glad she changed up her style with this. Um, the music video is also really good. I like that. I like it a lot. Um, I'm really curious to hear what you guys think as we've, you know, when we showcased her earlier, we've really only heard her rap and hip-hop style but not more of this i would say it's more like a r&b pop style yeah i really really liked her voice in this song uh i, th I think it it's really really well done and the melody is is really nice too and it's, it's definitely got like a really good melody to it the thing that i really really liked about the song was uh, she will be rapping in one breath and switch to singing in the next with like no pause, like it's just like like just switches on a dime, and I really really like that because it that that takes a lot of talent to do. Some people need like a to take like a quick breath or to to like rejigger their mind to to because because like singing and rapping they're they're so different styles mentally. You know you have to take a moment to go like okay let me switch over to this, and she's just able to do it. You know. In, in a moment's notice and is in the song continues to move and flow. And th that was a really, really nice feature. And I thought like that really gave the song like some character and it, it, and like, I know like sometimes like if you switch between singing and rapping and you're a solo artist, that can really ruin the flow of a song, but she's able to hold the flow of the song and maintain it as she continues through the song. And I really felt that was superbly well done. So that was uh, really, really nicely done. Oh, yeah. And I doubled down on that. You know, what you just literally said, Greg, that is one of the reasons why this song kind of worked, in my opinion. Yeah. And it was it was a couple of things there. And I was presently surprised of just how seamlessly the switch ended up being. And that's one of the reasons why it was a really great song, in my opinion. Yeah, the, the transition she does in that song just happens so easily, so quickly that you don't even notice it as it keeps the flow perfect. So that showcases her talent as an artist. And this is a song that just flows from beginning to end so perfectly that you just it's I think that's what makes it so enjoyable to me is just how seamless she is about switching like it's nothing. And not many artists can do that 
without pausing or you know they have to put a melody in there well she just can switch and the whole the melody the beat continues on so and it, this is one I've been constantly listening to since the music video dropped so when her album came out this was my top song off the album and it I feel like it showcased how she's grown as an artist as a performer you know and that meant a lot to me as well as you know she can she shows her talent and has a fantastic song that I can listen to anytime but yeah with that let's move on to my number one song here and it is going to be yes we are Bansan Dai Meijay Soul Brothers from Exile Tribe what a phenomenal start of the year this song was I loved every minute of it and it was to show that Sanda Meijay Soul Brothers can carry LDH to a T and everything was just clicking with this song composition choreograph vocals everything was clicking with this song and you guys if you want a nice little treat watch the music video for this it is every everything is on fire and i i can't believe you know you know <laughs> they look so good they look so good in suits <laughs> they, they do they look very suave very suave oh i agree i don't want to tell you how many times i've watched this video because when i hear the song i have to have the video to go with it you know with with this with this i had some hesitancy sh choosing this particular song as the number one because you can switch this song, honestly, with any track that they released this past year because they it was so good. It was so good. You can put this. You can put Raise the Flag. You can put White Wings. They were just on a solid cue this year that I ended up really, really loving. And especially, you know, with Raise the Flag because of how – vocally changed that they got to do with this it's interesting if you guys watch raise the flag every person that had a vocal point had a solo song so the two vocalists and good old crazy boy was <laughs> featured very very heavily in raise the flag but yes we are is so great and one of the goals that i want to try next year is learn how to do this so do the dance for this song <laughs> i'll join you on that i love this song this song is freaking amazing and i'm so happy you put it on the list this is one that gets me up and moving it makes me want to dance the video is so vivid and bright the guys look amazing in the suits and they're choreographed oh my gosh i mean you want to talk about knock it out of the park in every single way this song did it and i cannot encompass like my love and respect for these guys just because of seeing this and what they do is amazing their vocal talent their dance skills you know i actually really want to i'm probably going to be showing this song to a couple people and you know being like hey check this out because this is awesome this is awesome this is what you need to watch because it really is and i feel like it not only appeals to people in japan but it also feel appeal very well to an american audience too because it's a great dance song yeah, I'll, I'll be 100% honest with you. I 100% forgot this song existed. So thank you, Ken, for uh, reminding me that this song is out there because you guys are right. This song is 
absolutely phenomenal. This is such a great song. Like their their vocal talent is on point in this song. It just like vocally, these guys really really knock it out of the park for this. And the music in the background really really works for this song. It really does a great job of ex- accentuating the vocals for these guys and just enhancing their performance it is done really nice. Like the song composition is amazing. And near the end of the song, there's a, they, they do um, a dance break because it's, you know, J soul brothers. But immediately after that, there's this awesome crescendo that happens in the song. And I, I think that's like my favorite moment of the song is when it just crescendo. So this wonderful beat. And then, you know, they do the chorus for the last time. And, and it's just, it is really just night, such a nice way to, to climax the song it, as it goes to the end. And it's just like everything about the song works in a, a really great manner. And uh, like I said, I totally forgot about the song. So it was great to go back and re-listen to it. I, I thoroughly enjoy it. And um, it is definitely... One that I'm probably going to download after uh, we finish recording tonight because I, I'm, I'm sitting here going, why haven't I been listening to this all year? And with that, we're going to continue on to our new artist of the year. So let's start off with a couple of our runner-ups. So, Gray, why don't you go first? Yeah, so my runner-ups uh, were uh, Mono Eyes. Again, mostly because I had literally never heard of these dudes till about a month ago. And... Due to like the the nature of the show and the holiday season, I actually haven't had a chance to go back and listen to any of their older stuff. But that's on my short list of things to do because I like Interstate Forty Six really just took me by surprise, and I absolutely love that song. And uh, the other group that I chose is uh, for runner up is We Are High Five or High Five. Sorry, I didn't mean to add the We Are part, but High Five because they formed this year. They they um they they had a good year they and you know they only have four songs in their name i know i mentioned this a long time ago but they only have four songs in their name they they still managed to knock it out of the park and just deliver this solid standout performance like i i do think that they're going to go places and to just see their first year absolute treat i really really enjoyed them and i can't wait to see what they do next here's hoping to us talking a lot more about High Five. And your list, Luna? So my list for new artists is, one of them is Itano Tomomi, a.k.a. Tomochin. Those of you who don't know, she is a former member of AKB48. And I remember her when she was in the 48s. However, I didn't listen to any of her solo work, except Dear J and Fuuni, which is back in the day when they came out and I totally forgot about them but then I re-came across it and I blind bought her swag album just for those two songs because I'm like man I really like those why don't I have those I'm just gonna buy this album fan freaking tastic crush and jump Paran were my favorite songs due to how upbeat it was and I also didn't expect the style change she did. I thought it would be very AKB. It was not. 
it was a fun, sexy style, and she did her own thing, and I loved it. So that really put me on the radar for her, even though I'm years late, but I'm really glad I discovered her. Another one is Anyon. She is one who, you know, we we listened to last year at Marigold, but, you know, it kind of drifted out of 2018 for some reason for me. But then, of course, Kohaku came, you know, and her album, uh, Shunkan Teki Six Cents, was released, and I decided to bl- uh, blind buy it. That album sold me on her to the point of, like, I love her. This is a fantastic album. This is brilliant. So many amazing songs. Her voice is absolutely gorgeous. Her vocal talent. I mean, to me, she was a breath of fresh air in the industry. You know, she brought something new with her sound, her style, her voice, her guitar. I I just loved it. So she was a, I would call her my new artist of 2019 because I really got into this her this year. And Haru no He just solidified my love for her. The third one of runner-up is, of course, Edu who we talked about as she made my top five for favorite songs. And the original song I checked out was Future Wave. And, I mean, she has made a humongous impact for me with her album Spotlight. I mean, her song 20, Kono, Kono Yoru Akeru Made, if I said that correctly, um, that song has made an impact on me. Her song Spotlight, along with 20, I mean, her whole album is so good, and there's one song in there that is in all English. I wish if I had the CD in front of me. I only know, like, it's track number nine on the album, but it's just her sound and style. I ended up buying Makuake, finally a physical copy of it, after this, and she is just amazing. I cannot get enough of her, and... Thanks to Ken, I am obsessed now and I have a new favorite, a new top artist that I, you know, that I say I really discovered this year. And for mine, you know, we have a couple runners up here. Of course, it's going to be Lisa. No no particular reason. (laughs) No particular reason that Lisa's on there, but she had an amazing year that I've just randomly, you know, I, I did like her anime stuff, but it wasn't until I saw her live at rock in japan that i was like yep i'm a fan and i've been following her ever since <laughs> the next one is actually going to be Aina Aiba. so she made her debut as a solo artist i'm going to kind of cheat here and spoil my runner up for the for the artist of the year which is rosalia so it's kind of cheating but because of her vocal style change that she done for lead the way i i think that's like good way to put on here and yeah i mean those those two along with my final one which is imer imer was a solid vocalist that i ended up really really do liking since her double release of her album penny rain and stuff like that and i wish that you know if we did do a top 10 if we did do a top 10 we'd be here for like five hours but (laughs) it (laughs) Four, uh, three minute would have been on there, but Imer is an amazing artist, and I can't wait to see what's what's the future is going to be in store for her. But yeah, with that, let's continue on to our new artist of the year. Let's start with you, Gray. 
Yeah, so for my Artist of the Year, I went with Rude Alpha because I discovered him back in the summer and uh, almost immediately did a music corner on him after I wrote the article for his uh, announcement for his life single. Like, it's just one of those things where he liked the article and I was like, well, let me do a music corner on him. And I heard his song, Goodbye Baby, and became an instant fan immediately i i loved that song and i listened to that song throughout most of the summer and i i genuinely loved that song because it's just it's just such a fun catchy tune and so you know i was i went back and i listened to his music and i love his rap style i really think he's got a great career ahead of him and i really hope that you know, he finds his breakout song soon because I I really think a lot of people are sleeping on his talent. And I I think like he is just a really skilled artist. He's been doing this for a long, even though he's young, he's been doing this for a long time. And it, it just shows, you know, he's been really cultivated his talent and he really shines. So I want to put him on blast and give him more of, of a room to to find himself and you know there was a couple of other contenders that I could have put on here but Rude Alpha really just seemed to make the most sense and you know I, th- I think he's got a good future ahead of him no definitely he is just one hit track away from making it big and I can already see it I yeah. can already see it oh yeah I can totally see it I agree as well, because he's had some great songs out recently, and I think he's just that one track, and then, you know, he's going to catch on. But yeah, with that, what is your new artist of the year, Luna? So my top one is I Don't Like Mondays. I feel like, to me, this group has really spoken a lot. Their song, Tonight, is one I have been listening to on repeat since I did that music corner on them. And I always go back to that song along with Lemonade. Their song Girlfriend is fantastic. I mean, I feel like one song after the other, it I just can't get enough of them. And they dropped their latest album this year in August, which is amazing. And they have made an impact on how I see things as well because this isn't the type of group for me I normally listen to. This is somewhat out of the norm as I mainly go for female vocalists and solo female vocalists and here I pick a male vocalist, actually a band. So I I think it has to do with their vocals, their style of music and you know they look like maybe you're run of the male rock band but they're really not. Their style can change with all their different their different music. You look at how long they've been around and how it's changed, and I love it. I mean, they really surprise you. And I look forward to seeing what they're going to do next year as well. I, I've, um, I can't really speak enough about this group and that they've changed my perspective on a lot of artists too, so... No, definitely. You know, I am so happy that you were able to introduce them to us. And, you know, I don't like Mondays is going to be one of those groups that, you know, they already broke the norm of what it is to be a rock band. And I want them to continue being that. 
same and i i feel like they're also a group that's not too far away from hitting it big as well i mean with the release of lemonade i i think that was a great start to that and they're finally getting you know the spotlight that they deserve yeah no i i totally agree with ken like i i I really enjoyed when we covered these guys on Music Corner, and uh, it'll be interesting to see where their career goes. And uh, yeah, I think they're 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 like one hit away from just making it big because these guys are really talented. They they definitely have a good ear for music, and uh, you know they they have really great vocals and good talent. And I I. Th- I think they're going to be able to achieve what they want. Uh, just they just need that like that one song that just sparks everything, and then they'll they're off. With that, let's continue on to my number one new artist of the year, and that is the Charm Park. You know, he has been just a standout hit for me ever since I discovered him from Music Corner. Ironically, everyone that we discovered for our number one artist is from <laughs> Music Corner. <laughs> I have a feeling and, like that's going to be a, 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 a running thing moving forward. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, yeah, it is. It probably is. But, you know, whether it be, you know, Hanaga, Sakamichi, Ordinary, Stars Colliding, Charm has just enticed me and soothed my ears with many times over. And I can't wait to see what the future is in store for the charm park you know he just signed on with avex he just dropped two amazing albums or mini albums this past year and i can't wait to see what avex has in store for him because he is one of those rare talents that you know can speak fairly fairly good english i mean he was born and raised in, in california so yeah I, I was gonna say because he's with avex and avex is such internationally focused record label I I cannot see him signing up with Avex and them using his amazing English to their uh, benefit and definitely like I really think uh, he he could find a market outside of Japan. I really think he could be an international hit and sensation. And I love the name of the group because they are charming. Like he has a charm about him, and it just shows and. Uh, just everything that he does is just there's a particular charm to it and it, it's a very quaint name that i think he he manages to live up to and he he shows why he, he's charm park and I, I he has definitely been a very interesting find yeah i completely agree i mean i think he is amazing and i am so glad you introduced us to him his music is amazing i mean he has such a great vocal ability I'm also curious as well to see how Avix takes this, as I really hope that they let him have free reign and do what he does best. He's done so well as an artist up till now, and hearing what he's released is just fantastic. I just want to keep hearing him release new music and hear his beautiful vocals and the style that he's doing. It's... I just can't say enough how much he's also one of the music corner ones who's made an impact on me that's been very memorable. Yeah, no, there's not enough praises that I can't 
give him and you know hey maybe I'll CC this to him because he can listen to English but you know I would love to to have a sit down and talk to him about this but that's just a, a lovely dream down the line <laughs> but yeah with that let's go to our artist of the year and let's just do our runner-up real fast. Let's start with you, Gray. I don't have any runner-ups, so you can go on the Luna. Go right so, ahead, Luna. One of mine, I also put her as New Artist of the Year, so I won't talk anymore. I'm just saying Edu made both. Uh, my second one is Chanmina, and it is mainly due to the fact that her Never Grow Up album was fantastic, and I think she has had a great year this year. She has showcased her talent all around with a lot of those tracks in that album. She went out of her usual style. She showcased her capability to transition from rap to vocals so seamlessly. And the composition of that album was amazing. Not to mention all the life she's been doing for her Princess Project. I wish if I could go. I want to go so bad. However... Uh, one day, maybe next year. So to me, she's been an artist of the year as I've been listening to her nonstop all this year for my bachelorette party. I rapped two of her songs. Or I attempted to. So. <laughs> I attempted to. I did my name, which I didn't do bad at. So. My other one is Jasmine. And the reason why is she made a comeback this year. I have been waiting for her to make this comeback because she slowly released a couple digital, well, one digital track last year. And this year she smashed it with Kokorozashi featuring AK69. And that brought me back to her. And that brought her back. That was her comeback song to me. And she dropped her latest album, mini album, digitally called Jasmine 2.0. And to me, this is her comeback. It is a fantastic album. And it also made me re-listen to all her old albums, which I love dearly. And for me, she's an artist of the year because I saw her live twice when I was in Japan. And after 2014, her best album, she kind of dropped off. She was Sony and she didn't really do too much after that. It made me extremely sad to see such a talent go to waste. And this year she comes back and shows, I got it. I can do more than just R&B. And she did that. She showed us she's still here. She's still relevant and in a great way. So those are my runner-ups. And going on to mine, this isn't going to surprise anybody, but it is going to be Rosalia. Seeing them live was just an amazing freaking experience. Seeing Firebird getting shot with flames right in front of my eyes, that was just an experience that I'll never freaking forget. And it just made me realize that I really did love them as a group. Not just the anime and stuff like that, but just them as a group. And just how talented they are as seiyus to perform these instruments on stage to a T and do a live concert. It still boggles my mind that, you know, how Bushiro pulled this off, but more power to them. Next up is going to be Kirinji and Kirinji. They they snuck up on me last year with their anniversary tour, 
but it wasn't until this year where I took a good sit long look at uh, their latest album, uh, I Know Subete and Cherish, that was released last year and this year, respectively. That made me realize that I really do like Kieran G. I I loved them beforehand, like their older stuff. Because if you guys don't know, Kieran G was run by two brothers, and then about the mid aughts, one of the brothers had a falling out with each other and decided to do their own stuff. And basically, the Kieran G name is by owned by one of the older brothers. And politics aside, so I was happy that. They continued on with another guitarist, which was the vocalist for Four Killer Tunes Kill Me. And there's just so many things I could say about Kieran G, but they it was hard to have chose either them or my number one. And you'll notice why when I talk about my number one. But speaking of number ones, let's go to our artist of the year. Let's start with you, Gray. Yeah. So, because for me, when we were picking Artists of the Year and stuff like that, like, only one name came to mind, and I I just couldn't, like, in my humble opinion, like, these are the only guys that are worth mentioning, and that was Color Creation for me. Like, they had a fantastic 2019 with the release of, in February, they dropped Let It Snow, Aitakute, which is just an absolute outstanding song. It done really well on the Oricon. And then uh, back in May, they dropped their very first album, First Palette, and that debuted at number two on the Oricon charts. So they had a really strong performance on their album. And that album is so good. It's so solid. If you haven't had a chance, and I, I know I gave it a glowing review because I love these guys, but do go read my review for First Palette because it is just absolutely fantastic. They like it. And then. To wrap the year up with the call, it's it just it's just like it's just like the bow on the end of a present. It's just it just perfectly ties up the end of the year, and they just have this amazing standout year. I think the call hit number four, which is their best charting single yet. And it, I mean, it's just like each time like they come up, it seems like they go up a little bit more and a little bit more, and. Uh, it, it's it's they they've earned it in every sense of the term. Just their amazing vocals, their amazing tracks, and you know they, they just have so many great songs. It, it's just like how could you know I not give it to Color Creation? They just had such an amazing 2019, and I only hope that 2020 is just as good. I'd love to be sitting here next year and singing their praises again as Artist of the Year. Uh, it remains to be seen, and I don't want to do the same artist of the year multiple years in a row because it just makes it seem like I'm a one-trick pony. But this year, I, I just could not not give it to somebody else. Like Color Creation killed it. This is this was a great year for them, and you know, best of luck for 2020. I think these guys are phenomenal. No, I I totally agree with your your assessment there i'm not really surprised about that but you know with color creation like i said they are a solid group and i can see why they you are your number one i can understand completely but with that unless luna you have something to say but yeah with that let's continue on to your artist of the year luna so i chose mflow big surprise right uh I actually chose them for several reasons. One, 
I got the pleasure to meet them and actually talk to them this year at ASEN. That was an experience I will never forget. DJ Taku and Verbal were the nicest, most sincere guys I've ever met. And they, they're such great people and artists. I mean, they have so much knowledge and hearing their stories just made me happy being able to sit in a room with them, talk to them, meet them. And they didn't just treat their fans like fans. They treated you like real people and actually had a conversation with you, which meant a lot to me. And I respect them so much. I really wish if Lisa could be there, hopefully next time. But this, that was a big deal for me. And two, they are amazing live. Seeing them live was an experience itself. They can put on a show. Even without Lisa there, oh my gosh. I mean, Verbal and DJ Taku just slayed it. They, I just cannot encompass the energy they showcased. How they got everyone up and dancing after a long night. I was on my feet for over two hours before they came on stage, you know, and I was walking around for 10 hours plus that day. And once they came on stage, I mean, I was up, I was jumping, they just got you going. And that speaks a lot for an artist to be able to do that with people. And third, I will tell you their album Kyo that dropped in November was one of my favorite albums they've done. And I love their early stuff with Lisa. And those are still, you know, my albums I always go to. However, Kyo was fantastic. It did a great way of encompassing both old M-Flow and new M-Flow. I mean, they combined what their music was in the 90s, 2000s. And they encompassed what music is today in Japan and throughout the world. And they put it into an album and showed they still got it. They are the tripod. Lisa's vocals on an album, fantastic. Verbal's rap. This is the one album I don't remember the last time I heard him rap so much. And I love it. I feel like they just did a great job with everything in it. So they, to me, this was a good year for them. More than a good year, a great year. They traveled, they did OdaQuest, they did ASIN, they did several other conventions throughout the U.S. They did tours in Japan, they dropped their new album Kyo, they've been promoting like crazy. They dropped the Mortal, uh, their Mortal Portal EP, you know? It's just amazing what they've done this year, and I feel like it put them on the map to me again, and I'm happy to see it, them back on the map. And I've constantly followed them, but to me this feels like it's been the biggest it has for them since the Love Series. So I've never been so excited for an artist to release something. And they got me that excited this year. No, definitely. I can totally agree with your Artist of the Year for M-Flow. You know, I, I've got to see them personally too. And they are such a blast to see live. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to get the glowing personal experience that you did so i'm kind of jealous of you about that <laughs> but they are a group that you know through thick and thin they still continue to venture this lovely industry called the japanese music industry and i'm so happy that they continued and i'm so happy to see them as your artist of the year yeah if i got to see them live in concert i'd probably pick them as my number one artist of the year as well 
but yeah, with that, let's continue on to my number one artist of the year, and that is Tendre. <laughs> Talk about a comeback. Where when we originally did our indie corner roundup, he was Ted Lass. And when Not Almighty dropped, the idea of my idea of him started to change a whole lot more beginning of this year. And along with the one-two punch of Variety and Troyce being digitally released this past year, my high stakes of him decided to change. And, you know, with his Insight EP also dropping, it solidified so much things that I just loved about the industry and about the genre that I knew that he was going to be my number one artist. I had some difficulty. I had some real difficulty because you have Tendre and you have Girls Like Girlfriend. I don't don't think that I forgot about Girls Like Girlfriend because I love a lot a lot of his tracks. But Tendre came back with his Inside EP. And that EP was just simply amazing for what he did. And I can't wait to see what any future track that he's going to do. And I would love to see him live. He is the reason why I decided to grow a beard and mustache. <laughs> he was one of the reasons. <laughs> that and the charm park too. <laughs> I'm glad to see him on your list actually. Especially because we really did write him dead last. And it gave me a chance to check him out again and give him that second chance and re-experience him. And I will say, Insight, from what I've heard of it, is really good. It's like, it may, I, I need to check out more of his uh, new releases, but I've been starting to watch them. I watched Variety and Choice. And, you know, it made me change my opinion of him and his style. And... I'm really enjoying him. I feel guilty. I marked him dead last. Same, same, same. But yeah, with that, you know, we have one more little thing that we want to talk about. And that is the podcasts. Artists of the year and song of the year. I know this might be a little crowning achievement for someone somewhere, but... For us, <laughs> for for us, it's important <laughs> to realize of what happened throughout this past year in the Japanese music industry, and yeah, the, let's talk about the runners up first, and that's going to be the one-two punch of both Yunezu Kenshi and Uma Toshika as artists and song of the year runner-up respectively, and. Kenshi had an amazing year. He only released two tracks this entire year. He only released Umatoshika, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he did. That was like his big hit of the year, and I felt like it was very anticipated as well. Yeah, and you know he was he was going high from Lemon, and you know he's he did a couple producing roles. He did the Machigai Sagashi, the the song that. Uh, Suda uh, Masaki's gonna do but you know his own tracks he only released two tracks which was 
umi to yure uma toshika, and to yeah, and to have such a major point in the industry with just releasing two tracks, that's yep, really yep. freaking impressive in only, my mind. That's all he's done this year. And not to take away from any of the other artists that did stuff this past year, that didn't make our runner-up and artist of the year. You know, Uma Toshika was an amazing track. I'll bet, you know, his own crazy zaniness that Kenshi does. It was a very solid track, and I loved every bit of it. If you watch that music video, it's just weird, and I freaking love it. (laughs) (laughs) And it's a a damn shame we won't probably see him in the Kohaku, but, you know, I know that Kenshi is probably enjoying his holiday (laughs) and i can't wait to see what 2020 has in store for him because i know he's going to do a song for the olympics right i feel it in my bones already he already has that track that he's composing for arashi of all freaking people which will be debuting on the kohaku i can't wait to hear it i can't wait yeah, it is a shame that he's not going to be on the Kohaku because he he has had an outstanding year, and you know Uma Toshika really, in the short time that it's been out in the public, it's really done well as far as like uh, song performance goes, and you know it's just a it's just a shame that he's not going to be able to perform it live because. It he definitely deserves to be on that stage, and I think, but he has definitely had a phenomenal year, even with two tracks. And I, I, I will say, like, I'm not a huge fan of the music video for Imatoshika because it's a little artsy for my taste, but the song is phenomenal and definitely a showcase of his vocal talent. And it is, it is, uh, it is also a showcase for why he is as popular as he is. And he really has staying power. He's not an artist that we're going to be talking about for the next three years. He's an artist we're going to be talking about for the next ten years. I, I guarantee you that. Yeah, with... No, definitely. I, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, I I think Uma Toshiko was a fantastic track. And for being... I. I mean, having one release, just one single and just two tracks for the year and staying in the charts for as long as he did and doing the numbers he did is amazing. And he's a very talented musician, not just vocally, but I mean, look at his lyrics, his compositions and all the type of work he does. He's just phenomenal. I, I And we will be hearing his name for years to come. I am disappointed he's not in the Kohaku, but at the same time, he's a busy man, and I feel like that might be something that he just, he might have something else planned, or he's not also a person who wants to be in the spotlight, too. Too much. So. But I'm very interested in seeing 2020 and how the Olympics will pan out. I really do think he will have a presence and something to do with the Olympics due to the fact that he is a very international artist and has all his available music videos available on YouTube, which a lot of, a lot of Sony artists do not. That's something I feel like he fought for and he cares about his fans 
and the music he makes and he puts his whole heart and effort into it so he is a great artist that I always look forward to seeing new releases from with that let's continue on to Ongaku to use 2019 song and artist of the of the year it goes hand in hand because of who the person is and who the group is and that is pretender by official dandism and if you were to ask me three months ago the staying power of this group and this band I would have said, no, their time is done. Once Uma Toshika comes out, it would have been it. It did have some slight, but overall, it outlasts Uma Toshika. And just the lyrics and everything, the composition and what the meaning of, of falling in love and being in a relationship is just so relatable. And that's why this track, and this group and just gained the popularity as it did. And I can't wait to see the Kohaku debut, get that Kohaku bump, get more involved with the industry because their rise to fame had only start with pretenders. And I can't wait to see what else is in store for them for the next year. Yeah. Last year at this time, you know, they were nobodies. I don't think anybody on the podcast has ever even heard of official Hige Dondism. And I remember when we first covered Pretender, like I was really struck by the name. I thought it was such an unusual name. I remember we all liked the song and, and it was really great. But in that moment, if you would have told me, yeah, we're sitting here at the end of the year still talking about Pretender, I would have been stupefied. To say the least, I was really expecting uh, Kenshi Yonezu's song to just knock them completely out of the park. And yeah, Ken's right. Like they, they took like a small hit. They were down for like maybe a week or two. And when we're saying down, you know, they stopped being number four and they were number six for a little while. And then they go back to being number four again. So like they like the consistency that they've had of this has just been insane. I mean, just 2019 has been such a breakout year for these guys that, you know, it, like just I, I know we've only been doing this for a short time, but I've never seen anything like this. And I'm curious if we'll ever see anything like it again. Like it, this has been such an interesting group and for them to be so consistently on the chart has just been absolutely fantastic and ken's right it's such a relatable song it's something that everybody can relate to and understand with and this the song is it's simple but it's got a good hook great beat to it and it just sounds so amazing and you heard luna talking about how great the song was earlier and it's just one of those songs that really has earned its place and you know i'm looking forward to the kohaku too i'm really really excited to see them perform the song live and i think it's going to be a great show so i you know with pretender which you heard me talk about earlier it really does solidify the song for me due to the fact like ray said it's very a very relatable song you know we all can relate to it. That's what struck me with the song. 
is it hits at your heart hearing those lyrics not to mention the piano at the beginning is amazing and ever since we heard this i heard the song drop in may i remember when it made the charts i really liked it and i kept seeing it pop up on youtube all the time and i feel like it wasn't until later that it hit me how great of a song this was and then of course yesterday came out and shukume came out when those dropped it was big like oh this group really has something you know not only as a band but they show that showcase their talent and they just came out of nowhere like ken said you know we wouldn't have recognized them last year we had no idea who they were but pretender is one of those songs that was so relatable that everyone just took to it including us and i think it does deserve the number one spot I'm looking forward to the them performing in Nikohaku and watching them live. I think it'll be a fantastic show. And I also look forward to seeing what lies in their future and what they will be doing next year. It's really hard to outdo Traveler and Pretender after seeing how this year's numbers have been. Definitely, definitely. And I want to see if this is only just a flash in the pan or just... If they can continue with this momentum, like, I'm telling you, seeing them live was, of course, it was always really good seeing, well, trying to see them anyway. I was all in the back because <laughs> it was just so damn crowded trying to watch them for Rockin' to Japan. But it showed how popular they became. Without being on the main stage, they were obviously the biggest crowd contributor for this, for that entire venue. And he, they weren't on the main stage. And I can't wait to see them have that forefront of the main stage and shine the way they can. But we'll see how their 2020 is. And I want to see if they have any f sort of involvement with the Olympic Committee. I wonder if they will because of just how popular this song just ended up becoming. It'd be interesting to see nonetheless. But yeah, with that... I hope you love our lovely, lovely breakdown of the entire year for us. I know we ran <laughs> kind of long, but this this is to go what we usually do for these special episodes. But yeah, you can follow the site at all the lovely things at ongakudu.com and ongakudu on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow us on YouTube at ongakudu. Give us like, rate, subscribe, pound that like button, all that lovely stuff that the kids do. Let, leave a comment of how do you think we we did for our our top five and tracks and stuff like that just let us know how we think if you guys think something different that we did then let us know we yeah let us know your top five of the year maybe you have some a group that we've never heard of or uh you know we're just totally off base or whatnot we'd love to hear what you guys like that gives us more yes stuff to listen to at the definitely end which is always a good thing. Follow our two affiliates, Koryu Hunter. They are a, he is a Twitch streamer who does all the v VMD games and all the horror games. You can follow him at twitch.tv slash Koryu Hunter, K-Y-O-R-Y-U-H-U-N-T-E-R. You can also find him at Koryu, K-O-K-U-S-A-I-K-Y-O-R-Y-U on Twitter. And you can also follow our other affiliate, Timber Taff, he is a Twitch streamer in his own right, and you can follow him at twitch.tv 
slash TimberTaft, T-I-M-B-E-R-T-A-F-T. You can also follow the music or the video game podcast that I do with them called Badasaurus, which are only on our second second episode, but we'll be recording our third episode fairly, fairly soon. So look forward to that. And if you want to hear me talk about being a Amazon Prime delivery service, man, just check that out. Also, you can find us on Twitter at all the lovely things. You can find me at OTYKen1. You can find Renford at Renford D. Where can we find you, Luna? You can find me on Twitter, Letterboxd, and my anime list at LunaMaria87 or Nerdy Collector Luna on Instagram. And where can we find you, Gray? You can find me on Twitter at OngakuGray, where I tweet about what I'm listening to and about the various anime that I'm watching and movies and all that fun jazz. So if you want to stay up to date with me and what I'm doing, you can follow me there. But yeah, once again, I want to say thank you for listening to this week's episode of Ongaku to You. If everything times out correctly, this should drop right on New Year's Eve. So sit back, listen to us rant for three hours, and count the the ball drop. (laughs) But yeah. Yes, right on New Year's. You can listen to us. Right on New Year's. Or on New Year's Day. Kapow. 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 Kaboom! But yeah. Kaboom. Pew pew. But yeah, I want to say thank you so much for listening to us for this lovely 2019. And we hope to see you in 2020 and to the years to come. Thank you so much for listening to Ongaku to You. We appreciate everything you guys done for this year. We've got, we clicked so much things with the site and everything. So. I want to say, first of all, thank you for you two for helping me get along with the site so much more. Yeah, I want to say thank you very much. And I'm your host, Ken, saying thank you and signing off. Aloha. I want to say thank you for listening to us this year, sticking with us, checking out the site. If it weren't for you, we wouldn't still be here. So we really appreciate you out there who all listen to us. Take the time out of your day to check us out. We appreciate you in every bit of a way, and we hope you have a fantastic rest of the year, a fantastic new year, and here is to 2020, and keep listening to us, and we thank you so, so, so much from the bottom of our hearts. Arigatou gozaimashita, and we will keep on bringing you new news. We hope you enjoyed our 2019 best of episode. This is Luna signing off and saying Happy New Year. And this is Gray. What a wonderful year 2019 has been. And we here as a show are really looking forward to the year to come. And we hope you guys are too. So stay with us. 2020 is going to be a big year, especially with the Olympics. And so hopefully we'll have a lot to deal with that. So stay tuned for that. And until next time, later dudes.